I'm talking about we were getting down. I'm talking about I was getting down today. Just shouldn't have watched. Help me! He put me in one of them restaurants. Boy, it took me forever to get out that move. Well, I got down today. Bing, 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 bing. I like Javante Davis out there. Bing! Yeah! Know some of y'all saying you, you too old? I don't care. Boy, got down on me, boy. I swear to God. He hit me, I hit him. He hit me eight times, I hit him once. One time, boy, 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 I ain't got down like that in years. I ain't got down like that in years. Do you hear me? We we'll get down, boy. I'm talking about we got down for about ten minutes. Boy, I'm, I'm out of breath. I ain't had no business. I tell you what to do. You right. This is your house. I ain't messing with him no more. I, I thought he, I ain't gonna lie. I thought he was gonna be a little easy little old man. Fool me. Infinite, my preferences. Smoking, get that expensive shit. Chilling with a basic big hoes that get you, they play you quick. I can't trust a nigga or a bitch, cause they'll slam you up. Hit the club by 40 deep, the glizzy took a fine run. Chopper hanging around my neck, I told the drug just like a boy. For the doctor, red dot him, look at him, now he in a hearse. If you ain't never sold a pound, okay, that you took a little longer than I expected. But we you though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um back at it episode two thank y'all for joining us again shit is really crazy though like it took so long to get this shit started and then shit here we are rolling in the second episode like we've been doing this shit for, for however long we're naturals at this man <laughs> naturals. Like, just, just, just on some some regular natural shit but um yeah, man, episode two of the Hell Going On podcast. Uh, we gonna have to keep like introducing ourselves until at least we get a a certain amount of following. But I am your host, Stray. I am Wop, and this is the Hell Going On podcast. Welcome to episode two. First thing first, want to say want to give a big shout out to everybody who like really fuck with us, who really you know showed us that support for that for that first episode. Because I ain't gonna lie. When I dropped them links, when I, you know, when I put out all them teasers and all them videos, I was nervous as hell, bro. Hey, I was too, man. But I seen what you did with it. I was like, bro, they, they can't help but to fuck with it, man. I'm like, bro, look at this, bro. It's hilarious. Off just a snippet alone. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, well, actually, that that might have been the hardest part trying to trying to figure out which one. Because before I even started editing the episode, I had already put out a joint with. Um, We'll see the dad again kicked in the head. <laughs> so, so I couldn't reuse that one because niggas, niggas, you know, niggas had already had a, you know, a, a type of reaction to that shit. So, just trying to go through, man. And luckily, we, we, for some reason, we got stuck on like Shawn Michaels. So, good, man. That boy's a freaking clown, bro. You can talk about Shawn Michaels for days, all the stuff he did. Man, he the damn jackpot talking about Shawn Michaels from him with Vince and him with uh, Hulk Hogan and then just, 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 just him in general. But yeah, man, um, really want to shout out all y'all niggas that really, you know, gave us, you know, some love, man. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, all like, the people that went to share it, the people that come in, the people that went to listen. I don't care if you just cut it on and didn't listen, bro. Exactly, like, still bro. important. To, eventually, it might matter, but for right now, bro, even even if you clicked it on, 
even if you 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 clicked on it, press play, and then immediately went to, went to something else, man. We appreciate that. We appreciate every single shit we got. We appreciate everybody that reached out, everybody that retweeted, shared, liked, commented on anything that we did. We really do appreciate that because number one, y'all niggas had to do that, and number two, we just not starting off, and it gets some of the support and get some love from people that we have listened to to like legit reach out to us and, and yeah. you know shout out to Amp <laughs> I was so happy to get yeah, that follow man, man. <laughs> shout out to Amp man shout out shout out, shout out to my man Mark man like, shout out to Mark man like like, like I told him in uh, in the damn Instagram DM bro like we've been wanting to do this for the longest and then listening to y'all's um, uh, invasion Rewatch just kind of pushed it on. Like we really need to do this because just hearing how comfortable y'all were, just hearing how comfortable y'all are in general, and you know, just how much fun it seems like y'all had when doing that. It feels like you know we, we just kind of had to come on and, and, and go ahead and do this. So again, once again, man, shout out to y'all. This is hopefully this is only the beginning, man. Hopefully, you know, this shit takes off. Yeah, bro. And you know, hopefully it takes off, and you know, we get. Hopefully this takes off And we doing this All up until The fucking 2010s I hope we can Make it that far man So Y'all keep showing love bro Like Comment If y'all see us post man Comment and say What y'all Want to say about it No every Everything y'all say really matters to us. Exactly. Man. I want to hear any and everything good, from the good bad, to the bad, and, ugly. Good, bad, and different, man. We appreciate any anybody that that, re- that reached out to us and and gave us some you know some form of criticism. We really do appreciate that. For real though. But yeah, man. Uh, episode two. Uh, we kind of got off the rails in episode one <laughs> in a good way because we were still, you know, we were still talking about wrestling, but mostly how wrestling was involved in our lives and shit. And uh, we were supposed to get to a WrestleMania 22 recap, but that kind of got derailed a couple times. But today's the episode where we talk about a mania that I have better memories of than what it actually was. Yeah, man. I. Like I said, man, I enjoyed some of it. Most of it, for the most part. Some of it pointless. Some of it dragged on too long, but we're gonna get into that. Yeah, it's 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 a lot. It's a lot of questions that need to be answered, especially like in some of them like piss break segments. Yeah, like as a matter of fact, I'm gonna skip right to it. Why the hell? Why the fuck did they put Eugene <laughs> and Ted DiBiase with the freaks, bro? Why? Man, bro, when I say Booker T was walking behind the stage, dog, just seeing all the quote-unquote freaks, <laughs> I was confused. I ain't gonna lie. When I seen Ted with Eugene, I was like... And it's like, bro, for the most part, most of them made sense. Yeah, you got... You, you got Snitsky freaky ass <laughs> over there sucking toes. Suck, sucking better white toes. Rest in peace, better white. Uh, For the most part, they made sense, bro. You got Snitsky over here trying to lick, not, not only putting the toes in his mouth, he he licking the feet and all that. I think he going in between the toes, too, him, a couple times. Yeah, a real freak bull, all of that. Him, uh, of course, you got Paul Burchard. I, I don't know what type of CTE he got that make him think that he uh, Jack Sparrow. That boy was just... <laughs> I don't know, bro. I think he signed up for the wrong entertainment business at the time. <laughs> and me, you got Oprah Dust. Like, <laughs> Gold Dust is a crazy man, bro. He Man, what he had said, he said somewhat wild stuff to Booker T. It didn't make any sense, bro. He talking about, you should go eat the worms. No, no, no. <laughs> He's like, instead of letting him put the worms in your mouth, 
you should put the worms in his mouth. Like, man, Listen to me, Booker. Okay. Just accept it. <laughs> one of us. One of us. One of us. That's the movie he was giving, bro. I was like, man, bro. Hey, man, what type of freaky shit is you on? Shamir, like, Booker, why are you fooling with these folks? You know how your girl be like, these your friends? And now she's looking like, this the type of energy you surround yourself around when I don't come on the show with you? Man, oh, yeah, on top of that, man. Shamir, fine. Hell, Shamir's a little bad, you know. Still, still fine. Even, need, even to this day. Man. I need to go find the Instagram page, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> but man, circling back on that, bro. What? Whose decision was it to put the special needs wrestler with with the freaks, man? Like I get it. Like he at that point, niggas ain't really care about Eugene like that. He he, like, he had kind of I ain't gonna say worn out his welcome, but you know, I guess the the jokes and shit were kind of over with. Man, I think it's cause you know. Entertainment Like from TV shows Cartoons Like everything Was more free back then You can get away With a lot of bullshit Everybody know That was wrong They putting you A special needs man With the freaks They call him the guy Cause he a freak Because he's special ed You know what I'm saying Which is messed up But you know back then They did not give One Two how many, many folks And even then bro Like Why is Ted DiBiase Like the only freaky thing About Ted, Ted DiBiase I can think of Is goddamn That laugh That's it Yeah I was confused I was like damn Ted DiBiase And this motherfucker I was like about this nigga Like be on some different shit But hey He a freak Y'all he showed me <laughs> But see, he was, he was on some scumbag shit, man. That 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 classic ass bit of, of him getting the nigga out of the crowd to come dribble the basketball. Like, hey, if if you, if you can get five dribbles, I give you a hundred dollars. And on that and on that fourth dribble, the nigga stick his foot. In the <laughs> <laughs> he just kicked the ball away. So you a cheap rich nigga, huh? Like to see the poor play around for you? Nah, he. he. <sighs> I ain't gonna say a, a cheap rich nigga. He a, a, a scumbag. That 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 that's what Fuck he is. He's a man. prick. That's what that's the word prick. <laughs> <laughs> Not now. One one nigga they 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 should have had on there with them damn freaks instead of Eugene was goddamn Tony Atlas. At. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro, leave him out of here, man. Leave the Hall of Fame out of here, bro. Man, I don't know what type of shit Tony Atlas was on, dog. Man, I, and I don't even know how long ago this was. It might have been a week or two ago. I'm on Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'm you know. Just, just scrolling through the, just scrolling through the timeline, I see this nigga with a whole like, like a whole shoe just up to his mouth. Like wait, like I, I can't even give him the 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 distinction of being one, one of the toe boys. Like no, this nigga was like, yeah, man, these damn sneakers be turning me on, like bro. Whoa, <laughs> I heard about a whole bunch of different kinks, bro. But damn, that that lit went went with key shame, but hey, boy, I ain't what I ain't, well, my boy, hey, y'all niggas old, my good boy Ike, I always say, <laughs> <laughs> it's strange, but ain't none of my being, bro. <laughs> <laughs> By the by day, Paul, man. Between y'all, bro. Hell, man, it, bro. Yeah, and, and, and damn, it's, it's it's even worse because I think he got inducted this year. So, oh, like, he did. He got he got. <laughs> bro, I watched the ceremony, man. They said, "Oh yeah, man, we got Tony Atlas." I was like, "Oh damn, this nigga that made the Hall of Fame with a little freak ass." Speaking of the damn ceremony, man. <sighs> What's the nigga's name? I can't. I can't even remember his name. Uh, it ain't me, Gene. Oh fuck! Oh, Dang, I know exactly what you' talking about. Oh, it's the announcer. I I can't remember his name to save my that life. That nigga, right I now. just watched it and I just remember his name. Oh, I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name to save my life. But yeah, man, him him call him basically calling Bret Hart of of like all types of bitch ass niggas because he didn't feel comfortable coming out there. It's like hilarious. 
I don't know what Brett did. You know, like I, I know Brett wasn't always the most like easy nigga to get along with, but for you to get out in front of however many folks was in that crowd and basically call him like all types of hoes <laughs> because he didn't feel comfortable coming out. Yeah, bro, bro I was confused. I still like. Can you tell me like he said he wasn't comfortable coming out? What, what was the what was that? Um, if I remember correctly. I, I don't know if you were still watching around the time, but Bret Hart came back in 2011, I think. Like he came back on TV in 2011, and uh, he was supposed to have been back way before that. But him, along with a bunch of other niggas from WCW, they didn't feel comfortable because they felt like, like, you know, Vince was gonna do some real grimy shit when they came back. Mm-hmm. That's that's the main reason why. And I don't know if you noticed this, but like. Um, Sting never Sting Sting came to WWE But he came like 20 years too late Cause when WCW like Closed his doors Sting You know Like That's one of the main folks They were trying to get They were trying to get Sting to come in So mm-hmm. they could run their program With him and Undertaker Which is a dream match For a lot of folks And It was close to happening But Sting was Really holding on to the fact That like He didn't trust Vince Like he really felt like He was gonna come in And Vince was gonna try Some like real grimy shit They were gonna hold that nigga Exactly So the same thing Happened with Brett Well like That trust wasn't there Mm -hmm. Like they might have Shaken hands And um They might have Shaken hands When Brett came back on TV, but it was still like the trust was like real shaky still. Mm, okay, yeah, I need to know what was going on. Cause I showed up confused. I was like, damn, thought about to see Brett Hart, you know? <laughs> Hell no, man, Brett. I like Brett, but Brett Brett be on some bullshit most of the time. For real. Even even though Brett got a black wife, and and for all intents and purposes, Brett is like really cool in terms of like outside ring. Mm-hmm. Just back then, man, he was he was one of them like real like dickhead. Not I ain't gonna say dickheads because dickheads implies he was out like trying to fuck people. But he was like you know he was a real like sticking the mud, I guess. Yeah, okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, oh, but yeah, yeah man. <laughs> Going back to the top of this show, May 22. As a kid, I always thought that May 22 was way better than what it actually was. Until I started that rewatch And I got probably like a month Away from it And I realized yeah man This this, this is gonna be shit Like May 22 is just not gonna be good Word Feel that way Cause it was like Half of the roster was half of the, It felt like half of the roster was hurt uh, There was no real bill Behind anybody Outside of the uh, The triple threat With Ray, Kurt and Randy There was no real story Like you Like you You probably could count On one hand How many of them You know How many of them Matches had like Real heat to it I think it was that one It was The HBK uh, Vince match Which you know Anytime Vince is in One of these matches It always kind of Feels like a squash That um, Edge match yeah, with Mick Foley. The, uh, the edge, the edge, man. Mick Foley match was just honestly match tonight. Yeah, cause like you said, if I ain't main event, I'm finna have the best damn match. Like he, he was really on some CM Punk shit. Like if I, if I can't main event this this mania, I'm gonna make sure that everybody remembers my match. Bro, I'm talking about if y'all seen this match, if you haven't seen this match, at least get on YouTube and watch that shit because them niggas was fine. And it's crazy Cause like You know 
Mick, um, you know, Mick is, you know, he's a hardcore legend. And, you know, I think he was out. Like, he hadn't wrestled, like, in, like, a real, real match for at least maybe, like, five years at that point. Mm -hmm. So, no, I take that back. Not five years. I think he had a match at, I know he had a match at Bad Blood. Um, No, he didn't have a match at Bad Blood, but I know he was guest referee and he took a couple of bumps. But, you know, for the most part, Mick was kind of done. Yeah. So for him to come out of retirement and it was like, you know, and put on a show like that, exactly with a young, you know, young gun edge, you know, just just the amount of like like big moments they had in that match. Uh, like I was talking to you earlier, the um, the the cactus clothesline over the over the top rope with all three of them niggas tumbling out. Uh, the spear spot where Edge goes for the spear, hits the spear, but hurts himself in the process. Mm-hmm. Cuts open his arm because Mick Foley got the ball wire wrapped around him. I think this nigga wrapped ball wire around his body <laughs> and ate the spear. He like, all right, I know Edge finna come spear me, but I got something for his ass. And I I had forgot that he had done that because I I recently went back and rewatched again, mm-hmm. and I I had forgotten that he had done that because when. Cause I knew that I knew Edge wasn't gonna get that spear off off the rip. So I thought that he was gonna pull like a stop sign or like one of them uh uh Bret Hart like air plates yeah. just out. But no, it you know, it ended up being a barbed wire. Uh of course you got the uh, you got the flaming table. Oh yeah, man. I'm talking about he started off the Edge started off, man, he was like, Man, fuck it. Let me put this lighter fluid on this nigga. That thing you no. Know, Make Foley go out the ring. Leader like, <laughs> let me put some lighter fluid on this nigga. And he was like, oh, damn, when he first brought it out. Because he brought it out. And I, I don't know. Well, it probably wasn't the the real container of lighter fluid that, that they were going to use to light the table on fire. But, like, he he took that shit and, like, he OD'd with it. Like, he was, like, he was close to, like, he he he, he would have been better off just taking the top off and just, just like, spraying on top of the knees. Yeah, yeah, bro, because I'm talking about, he was about to say, hey, bro, we finna, like, Kill you tonight, bro. <laughs> like we ain't trying to win this match, but we finna light you up like you a like, witch or something. <laughs> like, bro, like the match was. It, it, I ain't gonna go that. I wanna go. I wanna say that it felt like niggas was watching a snuff film, but it, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it would it, it, it wouldn't. It, it wasn't that bad, but uh, it was in the duration of thing. <laughs> yeah, man. One the the one the spot uh, other than the flaming table spot, though, the one that that sticks out the most is the the iconic tax. Uh man, bro. A, a spot that I can never for the life of me like understand why anybody would willingly sign up for that. Cause like, you really got to be like a lunatic to want to do that. Got balls of steel, man. <laughs> Balls, balls of steel and a back of fucking concrete. You know what I'm saying? You wrestle with no shirt on. Because I know Edge did it. I know Randy did it. I, and I think I think both matches were against uh, McFoley. I think the, the Randy match was against uh, McFoley too. But like taking that bump on them tacks and while it worked, like. When I'm going through the senses and shit, mm-hmm. and, I, and I end up stabbing myself with the little, you know, the end pieces, my my fingers and shit are sore for like a day or two. Yeah. So I can't imagine having like 30, 30 of them tacks just stuck in your back. I'm talking about stuck. And it wasn't just like on no hanging. Like they were, they penetrated skin. Like they in his flesh. This, he finished the rest of the match with these tacks <laughs> in his back. Bro, bro finished the rest of the match. And then especially when he, when he when he first leaned up, and you see that oh he's like these ain't just caps, fam. And why he had the tacks in his back? That nigga hit him with the barbed wire back too. 
He basically just hammered him in his back. One, one of the few times when a nigga brings out the barbed wire back and actually uses it, like for the life of me. <laughs> I know I'm flat. I know I'm, I'm I'm going way too far in the future, but WrestleMania 32, uh, that terrible match with Brock Lesnar, Dean Ambrose, Dean makes this big fuss. <clears throat> he makes this big fuss about um, about bringing out the bar wire back because it was gifted to him from Mick Foley. He brings it out like he, it's it's a long drawn out shit. Like he he goes out the ring, he gets it from under the uh, from under the ring from his little cart. Brings it out, looks at it, stares at it, does the weird shit with like niggas rub their face against it. Mm-hmm. Brings it out and like Brock is like never minding that shit. Like <laughs> he brings it out. I think he holds it in the air at one point and then Brock just kind of punches him in the face and then we never see that bat again. God damn, bro. And it's like, bro, like the bat what? went flying like goddamn Bobby Schmurder had or something. <laughs> except, except this one, they come back, bro. Like, <laughs> but yeah, man, like what a waste. It's a waste And it's finally good To see somebody Actually like Use the fucking bat Instead of just looking at it Yeah bro Cause I, I mean like Shit bro You see a bar wide bat I mean as a kid It ain't good for me To want to see somebody Get hit with it But You brought it out So I expect you To use it <laughs> <laughs> Shit Yeah man But uh Going back uh Going back to the start Of the show We got uh, Raw's Peak Tag team wrestling and <laughs> Big Show Kane and Chris Masters and Carlito and I cannot wait till we get to this episode of SmackDown because finally we gonna get some good some good tag team wrestling because I'm I'm I know I, I know I made a big fuss about this last episode but I'm so tired of watching Big Show and Kane bro I'm so tired of watching two of them <clears throat> and I know we in I know we in. I guess you could say like Pete Kane, where he still got the the, the mobility to kind of move around mm-hmm. and do some of his big spots. But bro, like we a year or two, I think I think a year away from Big Show like taking a sabbatical because he was just so out of shape. And he like everything the Big Show was involved in, he just brought his shit down. Man, he was just big ass nigga. Man, it was two big ass niggas. I was like, bro. Go do something better with y'all like me. Go go win the WWE championship. Go fight for the world <laughs> no, championship. No, no. Stay stay away from the main title scene because I don't want y'all slowing that shit up. Man, I would love to see they get that big ass beat. But I don't want to see them running around as tag team champions. You got a tag team. Y'all are that's OP, bro. That's, and it's you running with two bigs in the park on 2K. <laughs> look, look, looking back at it, like I know injuries are a thing because Kate and Murdoch were around because uh, when Big when uh, when Bischoff got fired after I think it was SummerSlam I think it was some I think he got fired after SummerSlam on five when Chris Jericho couldn't beat Cena he you know he finally got no no uh, uh, I think it was after SummerSlam on five. Uh, Vince came out and he told Bischoff he was like, "If you, I need you to set something out and fulfill it on the, like tonight. Like I need you to tell me you are gonna do something and then have it be done by the night. And if not, uh, you're gonna be fired." And I think the match we got was Carlito and John Cena. And of course, you know, Carlito takes the L. Vince does this long drawn out shit. He is a fire Bischoff. So in like the next month or so, we kind of get an on and off storyline of uh, Vince trying to find a replacement manager. Mm. So um, in one of them, one of them backstage moments, you get Trevor Murdoch. I don't know if you remember Trevor Murdoch. Yeah, I remember Trevor Murdoch. Trevor Murdoch with the the 
the iconic stink face of like all, all, always give me his top lip. Just, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, he um, he throws his hand into the ring. So like you know that you know Kade and Murdoch is around, but I think Lance Kade was hurt around that time. Rest in peace, Lance Kade. But I think he was hurt around that time. So I understand injuries are a thing when it comes to these divisions, but. I don't know what was in the water in 2005 that it wiped out everybody. I don't know, man. Just bad year. It's just bad. Everybody fragile that year, man. <laughs> niggas weren't working out like they used. Niggas weren't eating their bananas, bro. <laughs> <laughs> niggas weren't eating their bananas, drinking their milk. The potassium bananas. low, bro. That's it, man. Niggas, <laughs> niggas, I guess it was a recall or something. Niggas just said, okay, yeah. Man, but um, yeah, man. We get Big Show and Kane versus Carlito and Chris Masters and it's your typical tag team match. Like you get some, you know, get some moments where you think that they might get the edge up on them, but eventually it all it all breaks down. I think uh, uh, at some point, no, I think Chris Masters goes to hit Carlito. No, he, goddamn, he goes to hit uh, Kane, and Kane kind of gets out of where he ends up hitting Carlito, mm-hmm. and then they end up losing like that, and you get this like very tense moment at the end of the match where they kind of you know well you think that okay finally these two bad guys which are known bad guys mm-hmm. are finally gonna turn on each other and they, they kind of just kiss and make up and then go on to the next episode and, yeah um, man like with the and going back to the match I just want to point out Chris Masters put Kane in the master lock he did and guess what you know you know no, nobody's ever broken the master lock man nobody has ever broken the master lock Niggas might get out of it One way or another yeah. See but. he had Kane bro he, Kane was about to have A little Shawn Michael look On his face <laughs> in a minute With the arms flailing And the tongue out But you know Big Show came to save Like with that one uh, Kane uh, Carlito got off A backbreaker On um Was it Kane I think, I think it was Kane Kane but then You know both of these Big niggas with their Big ass hands Trying to choke slam <laughs> Niggas Alright Yeah you back in the ring Big choke slam Come on with it They broke it off A couple times But hey Towards the end You just couldn't Get away from it Carlito just had to Get buried But I gotta ask you though Like with, Even with the result Like Do you think that Okay I know Neither one of them really benefited from uh, Kane and Show retaining because it's not like Kane and Big Show are like real tag team partners because mm-hmm. they never had a name. And of course, Kane's main tag partner is Undertaker, you know, yep. Brothers of Destruction. Would you have liked if Chris Masters and Carlito actually won? For entertainment purposes, because. They're a couple dickheads, bro. <laughs> so seeing them come on what, what Monday Night Raw with the tag team belts getting interviewed by whatever that girl name is. I can't remember who Maria. was doing the interview. Yeah, doing Maria. Maria. I know they're going to be standing up looking all cool, acting the ass, boy. Just acting a fool with them belts. And I knew it would have been very entertaining. And so I would have liked to see them win it. I don't think they would have been good champions like for long, but... They, they wouldn't have been good champions. They would have been good transitional champions. Yeah, for sure. And to the Knicks. I'm trying to think, because um, I like this is where like outside of like really big moments, this is where my memory kind of gets like fuzzy. Like I don't know what like face tag team comes back because I know for a fact Kate and Murdoch are faces. I know Kate and Murdoch are heels. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure. 
the hooligans, they stay on SmackDown for the duration of them being in the company. Well, as a tag team to go. The hooligans. That's uh, Paul Lund and Brian Kendrick. That's what I was just about to say. I was about to say, I love them two niggas. We gonna, we gonna get it up. <laughs> but they would have been a really good transitional tag team champion setup because you gotta think about it. After this, uh, I, I think the feud that they setting up with them two, I don't think it goes past maybe like a month. So if we can prolong that, like if we have Carlito and, and Chris Masters actually win the tag team titles, we can give them a legit reason to like, you know, fight amongst each other. Cause you know, they've been a tag team, but they've never really had any real success in that tag team. Like for the most part, they, they beat up on jobbers and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. So you have them win at Mania. They hold them titles until whoever, whatever heel, whatever face team gets healthy at that point. You you have them hold the titles for probably maybe a month, maybe a month or two. Um, um, you you can do the shit that you did at Mania where one of them cost them, the, you know, cost them the match and cost them the titles, and then you can run that until probably what. You could probably run that till maybe backlash. I I, I I don't remember backlash was immediately after WrestleMania at this point, but you could probably run it to backlash. Maybe you can run it all the way to uh, SummerSlam. But yeah, man, they you know I would have preferred it if they won because seeing that dynamic together, like luckily we get it later. Yeah, with, uh, with, with Raider RKO, like two. Like, oh, thank God. <laughs> luckily we get it later. With two. wait, so we are coming Raider RKO. I f- I can't remember when Rated RKO happens. If, I mean, hey, podcast, wait! I need all my listeners to do good by us because we need to make it to a Rated RKO. I'm telling you, I know, I know for a fact Rated RKO uh, had an angle. We had a storyline with uh, with DX, and this is when this is the year DX. You know, uh, like shit. What's the word I'm looking for? Reunites. Oh, this is the year when DX reunites. So it either happens at the towards the end of this year or sometime next year. But I know, I know it's it's around. You know, we, we, we around the time when Raider RKO's a thing. You got the greatest wrestler of all time, Randy Orton, <laughs> with the cool ass edge against DX, bro. This little storyline, bro. Not entertaining that could be. But it's a different DX. Like I told you last. I know, yeah. I remember the DX talking yeah, about, but yeah. hey, I don't give a fuck about none of that. <laughs> I care about rated RKO. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I, like, like I told you last week, man, this is a different DX. This isn't like the cool rebellious DX. This is a bunch of 40-year-old niggas making dick and poop jokes. Like, yeah. Just my old dad ass yeah. niggas. <laughs> Which they keep hitting like they they were re- like like I said in my, in my notes, like they were really leaning on heavy that they were probably gonna get back together soon because both Sean and Triple H do a crotch chopping their matches. Even though like they haven't shown any type I don't even think they've been on the on the uh I don't think they've been on screen at the same time in probably like a year. Mm. And they both cross chopping in, in, in their matches. So yeah, they 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 landed on pretty heavy that they uh that, you know, a reunion is around the corner. I, I can't wait for that, bro. I, I wanna see what they got in store. I'm excited to see what the hell they can do. I, that that's one of the few things I remember how they got back. So I can't wait till you see 
what what bring them what brings them back together. But yeah, that's 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 one of the few things that I actually remember about how they so how they exciting. reunited. <laughs> but uh, what going into this, is it? It's the second match. Is the second match? Yeah, we're done with the Giants. Before we get to the second match, we got Shawn Michaels in a backstage interview with what was it, Ty Grisham? I think it was Ty. No, it, it was, was a it was with the coach. It was with coach. And yeah, man, Sean is doing what he does best. Like Sean is one of the greats on the mic. He was royally pissed. <laughs> royally pissed on that mic. Yeah. Just just you could you you could feel that he was serious about this whole shit. Just be you know, just with the iconic line about you you about to endure your own personal hell. Like that yeah, was Yeah, bro. Like, it was it was past wrestling for me when I was listening to him talk. I was like Hold on, bro. I think this nigga like like really hate Vince. Like, some shit. like I think they got some shit going on behind the cameras. Even though it's bad on camera, I think shit behind the camera going on. How bad? We gonna get into how bad? And also, I think it's. I think that's more. I think that whole segment more so was about like reminding niggas who who he is on, on the mic, because. You know, up until now, he's kind of been bickering back and forth. Like we get the promo back in August of two thousand five with. Hulk, but for the most part, he's kind of been just bickering back and forth with Vince. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of like to remind niggas that yeah, you know, I may not be in that in that top spot on the car right now, but shit's looking up. Like I'm, I'm 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 on the way back on top. Y'all know who I am. <laughs> Look at my resume, nigga. <laughs> yeah. So that uh, we get out of that segment and we lead up into the first annual Money in the Bank ladder match. <sighs> Chef's kiss. <laughs> Like, I know we talked about it last week, but, but, well, I know we mentioned it in passing last week when we were talking about our go to the Money in the Bank ladder match, but, yeah, man, it's, it's so many of them moments that when you see the um, the highlight package, like, whenever whenever Money in the Bank is about to come up, you know, all like, mo- most of the moments, like, we get a couple of them in here from Sheldon, Leaning the 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 ladder against the leaning the ladder against the ropes, doing his suicide dive off of that. <laughs> like you were surprised with, with all of them were on the ladders, and he just came like out of Fam. screen, out of nowhere. Fam, this nigga, these niggas was on the ladder. Who was it? RVD and Matt Hardy? They yeah. was about to go up and try to get the damn suitcase. Out of the frame on the right side, Sheldon Benjamin comes flying and jumps on the nigga on the ladder. He fights one nigga on the ladder while there's another ladder beside him posted up. <laughs> he jumps off one ladder and goes to the next ladder and start beating this nigga. He's going back and forth on these niggas. I was just like, okay, he finna beat these niggas ass. <sighs> RVD with that little sweet move, bro. Just push the damn ladder down. <laughs> niggas just, just was not paying attention, bro. So yeah, man. To, to take a side, you know, a little, little, a little side note right here. I really hate that they made the Money in the Bank its own like gimmick pay per view. Like I don't know if you watch now, but like Money in the Bank is its own show now. Or like personally, I think that it should have always stayed at WrestleMania. Because that way you can actually build to that shit. Like well, yeah. that that way and I know the shit was Seth. Um I, I, I know uh, the thing with Seth when he cashed in at WrestleMania. I know that you can't do that as much if you keep it at Mania because 
you get to around the Royal Rumble and niggas ain't cashed in yet, it's kind of like niggas already start thinking, oh, well, if they ain't cashed in by now, then they definitely gonna cash in at Mania. But still, I just feel like it should have always been at Mania because that that itself feels like a Mania match. It's it is, bro. That's like a top tier match, bro. So keeping it during WrestleMania with all those people there in the crowd, bro, that's that's good for business, man. That's exactly, like you get more you get more folks on the show, you get more folks at Mania payday. And you put, you know, it's a perfect, it's a perfect way to, to highlight certain people. It's a perfect mania match, bro. I'm talking about like that could feel any void. With, we ain't gonna talk about that dumbass match they had during WrestleMania 22, uh, Playboy. <laughs> yeah, we gonna get there. Hold on, hold on. How was it a dumbass match now? When it was your favorite match, we brought this shit up yesterday. Man, when I was watching this shit, I was like, bro. You know, I seen what I seen. I was like, oh, okay. If I was a middle aged man, I'd, uh, I would be happy as fuck too. Seeing women strip to lingerie. But, bro, the, the ending to the match, do you remember the ending? It was so stupid. Um, I the, think she. The, the ending to. The Playboy uh, match, bro. Like, nah, I, nah, like I said, I, I didn't watch it because there wasn't a finishing move <laughs> to, to win the match, bro. I think literally. I think he literally just hit her, knocked her down, she, bro, and then just rolled over and got a quick pin. Did she like jump off the bed? Bro, she jumped. Lita, not Lita, Candace Michelle. Candace Michelle, yeah. And fucking. Um, Candace Michelle, it, 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 it's only a handful of folks that was with Was it Lita? No, it was, no, because Lita was in the. Lita was with Edge. The Edge match. Candace Michelle and whoever the other bitch was, no disrespect. <laughs> but yeah, bro, she jumped on the bed and just like stepped on her head or some shit. But it ain't nothing hard, bro. But the but it's just the way that match ended. It literally ended off a weak ass move and then a quick ass rollover pin. And that was it. Motherfucker wrapped themselves up with the code <laughs> and walked about this bitch. But you gotta think about it, bro. Like, that's, that's back when, like, folks, like, didn't really give a shit about about women's wrestling. Like, of course, like women's wrestling was big over in like women's wrestling was big over in Japan and in certain indie promotions. But for the most part, WWE wasn't giving a shit. If it wasn't like Trish Stratus, you, bro. Like I told you earlier, um, like it's been so many times when women matches have been cut from some of these big shows. Like uh, I think it was WrestleMania twenty. Like I told you um, that the women's championship was like. It wasn't in the cards for the women's match, for, for the women's championship belt to be uh, fought for and made it 20 until like uh, Molly Holly like really pushed for it. Mm. And I don't, like I said, I don't think if you saw it, but um, she had she had to like go to the extremes. She was like, fuck it. If, if um, we have this, if, if you let us have this match on this show, then I'll shave my head. She had it with Victoria. She uh, Victoria ended up winning, and although it was like sloppy as hell when they were trying to do it, do it up at the top, and also I don't know where the fuck they got a barber chair from. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the hell they got a barber chair from, but um, yeah, uh, uh um, shit. So Victoria, she, Victoria won the match. They went up to the top. It was sloppy as hell, but Molly Holly shaved her head. So she went out there. So let me get this straight. She went out there and said, "Hey." I want this show to be. Sh I want this match to be show. I shave my motherfucking head. Exactly. Y'all show this motherfucking show, and you go out there. Was it a championship match? Yeah. It was was she the champion? Uh, or was was Victoria the champion? I think she. It's Molly Holly, so I, I think she was the champion at that point. So you the champ, bro. You told me I'm gonna shave my head if y'all show this shit. You go out there and lose. So you took two L's, bro. I mean, so you took. Hey, I, I fuck with Molly Holly. Hey, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but my Molly Holly is like. 
I, I love Molly Holly because not not only was Molly Holly like a, an incredible wrestler, but also Molly Holly was fine as hell. I mean, Mickey James is just like right there, but you know. I know it's different time, different different strokes, different folks. You know what I'm saying? So nobody like the crazy bitch, but like, I love the crazy Mickey. Mickey, I'm gonna get this shit to you. I'm gonna tag you in it when I post it, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the the time the time step in there. I want you to hear this. I love you, woman. Oh my Everything god! Everything you did. See it, man. <laughs> I understand. See this. This why I can't wait until I figure out how to do this sound bullshit. Cause I know I. I'ma probably put that clip in uh, 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 post production, but it's 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 a certain look key clip. <laughs> it's a certain hey, look hey, key hey, clip. Hey. I'm pre- I'ma press right now. Do you love me, Mickey? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. The, the money in the bank ladder match, man. Like, like I said, I, it's 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 a perfect vehicle to get to to like really showcase some of these young guys and put them really on the on the to showcase some some of the young guys and put them really on that big on that big stage. Yeah, and they did put a lot of them young guys up there. Yeah, except it was an old nigga that got in there too. But. I mean. <laughs> Cause when you think about it, like when you see the folks that was in that match, Matt Hardy, Shelton Benjamin, uh, Matt Hardy, Shelton Benjamin, Rob Van Dam, Bobby Lashley, Finley, and Ric Flair. Outside of Ric Flair, that's an amazing lineup. Most of the folks were kind of like, well, I ain't gonna say the focus of their shows, but some of the folks in there were the focus on their shows. I think Matt Matt Hardy has a bigger role in 2007. But for the most part, like they really wanted. They really wanted Bobby Lashley to be up there, you know. They they were really they was really trying to push that 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 black Lesnar shit. Yeah. But uh the commentators yeah. was really fucking with it though. Like the commentators, like every time somebody made an interest, so I think Matt Hardy came out first. Yeah. Matt Hardy came out, they was like, Yeah, man, you know, he's a favorite. You know, he's a favorite when it met. That thing, you know, R V D came out. Oh shit, he's a favorite. They got so Confused They're like bro It is so many niggas Out here that can win this Like and you don't know Where this can go bro So that was the perfect that, thing That's good. the perfect thing About it man Like I don't think It's the same now Because I don't I don't think The money in the bank Holds the same weight mm-hmm. And I And that's not to say It's a bad thing But like for instance, this past year A nigga named Otis won it And A nigga named Otis His character Like I wouldn't say it's a uh, it's an acquired taste, but mm-hmm. like when he won it, a lot of niggas was scratching their head, like, "What the fuck are we doing?" And this and this happened a couple of times, where, like somebody will win it, it won't completely make sense why they win it, and then eventually they, they just lose it. So then you know the match itself kind of seems pointless. So let, me, that. so let me run it back His name is Otis Yeah Yeah his name was Otis That's he, it He was a part of he, He's doing a lot better now Cause he's in a different tag team But at that point He was in a tag team Called Heavy Machinery mm. With a nigga named Big Tuck And all, all the I see the look on your face Big Tuck is a hard ass name I was eight I was about to I, say it Even though I didn't like That nigga's wrestler Big Tuck is a hard name Otis It's, it's up Big there Tuck. with Triple H for me but yeah, the nigga's name was Otis. Like his whole thing was, I think he was like five foot three, but like three hundred pounds, like like a real bowling ball. Name Otis. Name Otis. And Damn. it's actually funny because like the nigga used to wear like work shirts. Damn. <laughs> Otis over here. These nigga came to put in work, bro. Okay. Exactly. But, um, but yeah, man. Like money in the bank match is a is a perfect way to kind of. Bring some of these young guys out. Yeah. To not, 
it's better than just putting them in random bullshit matches, but to have somebody that's like, all right. And it's also like, it's also one of the matches that you can have a couple guys that you know are going to be good in it. Like, for instance, that's why they kept putting Sheldon Benjamin in it. That's why they kept putting Matt, uh, Matt Hardy in it, because they know Sheldon going to do, Sheldon going to give us a big a big moment. Matt probably will give us a big moment until his, his fucking back gives out. Yeah, it was like a win, lose, a draw moment. You happy to have these niggas here. Exactly. Yeah. Even though um, we didn't get a uh, we didn't get an Intercontinental Championship match because it was involved in the, in the Money in the Bank match, but other than that, you know, I really enjoyed this match except for one part. What was it? And you know exactly what I'm about to say. Woo! <laughs> I'm thinking about bringing up a counter, but yeah, man, I think this is number six. Man, fuck Ric Flair. One more time for the chat. <laughs> like, bro, like, there was no reason for Ric Flair to be in this match. I was None. confused as fuck. I was like, no, I, was there any build up for Ric Flair having to be in the money? Well, no, Ric Flair had. I think Ric Flair, he was, this is my, excuse me. I think, I, I don't remember if he had won the title off of Shelton at this point. Or if he was it? No, 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 no. I think he still had the, the IC championship, so it's him. That's the reason why why we didn't get a match. But it's like there's no reason for him to be here. Like there, like he's not a young. He's not a nigga that needs to be in this spot. He doesn't need any type of rub to get. You know, he doesn't. You know. I guess you could say he's the one that's supposed to be given the rub. Like he's the one that somebody's supposed to have a match with to kind of like get that pat on the back from everybody. Like, oh, this this is the real deal. But I mean, he was in the match for five minutes. They, him and Matt Hardy did the spot where Matt Hardy suplexes him off the top of the the ladder, and I didn't see it at first because it didn't make sense to me why all of a sudden his knee was fucked up. But you saw it that uh, when they landed. His feet kind of hit first. Yeah, it looked like that nigga about to tear his damn Achilles or some shit. Yeah. But you know, he an old head, so all that rumble to the body really just knocked off all his nerves and shit. He was about to turn into a potato on that motherfucker. But it was actually surprising that he took that bump because I don't know if you noticed, but like, um, Reflet doesn't do like flat back bumps. Hell no. Because when he, uh, I think it was when he broke his back. In that uh, helicopter, in, in that airplane crash, he broke his back, and since then, if you notice, he never takes like flatbacks. Like it's always on the side or something like that, which is weird because like he does a certain move that gets reversed every single time it happens in a match. Where he goes to the top rope, and then the, the person he's going up against, they get him, they throw him off the top. So if you ever notice, he always lands on that side and never like on like flatback. But he he he's in the match for a good probably five minutes. And they do this by he goes to the back until probably like what four minutes before the match ends when he does the the they come back to the ring crowd goes crazy he give a couple you know the backhand slaps to the chest he's smacking everybody in the chest around the woo woo woo, woo. Like, like, like and he, he's back out he didn't earn it and neither did Paul Pierce my nigga no, like, <laughs> yeah. no, none of them earned he it he pulled a Paul Pierce but before Paul Pierce here's <laughs> one thing for the darling to do that it's one thing for say the, the young guy that's, that's in the match that really that, that they were all really behind to have at that moment where he gets hurt has to go to the back and comes back and comes back out to win it but for you to do all that, come out and still fucking lose. Right. And to have no impact on the ending of the match. Off top of the dome, who would you replace him with if you could think of somebody right now? Oh, I told you I told you last week, Jeff. 
Hands oh, down. Like, well, come on, bro. That's oh, a oh, okay, course, okay. But you, so, somebody on the roster right now. Yeah, because I don't think they would have did it. It would have been perfect, but then that match would have been too. Niggas was gonna be upset because there's too many niggas now. You want the win. <laughs> Jeff would have been Jeff right, and RVD so. would have definitely been like the two top two, and we could have got more spots because of course you know Jeff and Matt. Anytime they get a match together, except for when they got beef, they always gonna help each other out. They always gonna do certain like uh, they they always gonna do the move where Matt gets on all fours and Jeff jumps off his back and all that shit. Mm-hmm. They always gonna do the, uh, uh, the 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 extreme combination where I think Matt does the leg drop and Jeff does the, the swanton bomb. So we could have got more spots like that. But if I don't put Jeff in, I probably put Carlito in. I can see Carlito on that fucking match. Either Carlito, as a matter of fact, no, the one that would make the most sense, Rey Mysterio. Then you read my mind. I was let's just about to say, <laughs> let's fucking get it. Bro, Take him out of that match. We're going to get to that. But yeah, Rey Mysterio would have been perfect for that, though. Because if you think about it, my nigga, like, if we switch that shit around, you still get them feel good moments with, with, with Rey. You replace Rey winning the Royal Rumble match with Triple H. Right? You mm-hmm. replace him with Triple H winning the win Royal Rumble match. Uh, Ray still has the you know like he's still doing the whole like Eddie's working through me type shit. Mm-hmm. If Triple H wins, wins the, the World Rumble match, you can actually build to him and Cena instead of uh, Triple H just winning a uh, a tournament. Yeah, right. Like you like you can actually build to that, and that's where you get them like because. We not that far removed from the reign of terror. What Triple H was just like wreaking havoc on everybody, having the title for I think it was like three years. He just held on to it. Damn. Like he like there wasn't it wasn't long in between him not having the titles. Like he would he would have it for a long time, lose it for maybe like a month or so, and then get it right back. Yeah. So we not that far removed from that. So the you could push that angle with him and John Cena with like you know, and they they kind of did it where like John was well they they were talking about like yeah John is the fighter he's the brawler he he's he's you know he's the one that that you know he doesn't have the most technical skill but you know he's in still the, up there. In the words Jim Ross, they say you know, hip hop versus tradition. Yeah, some real some real, like just like Jr. to say, yeah, just like Jr. to say some real racist shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm not gonna give that. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna say that for later. Count your days, Jim. We coming for you, boy. <laughs> Creepy ass nigga. But anyway, <laughs> um, Triple H wins the the Royal Rumble. You can give a quality build to him and um to him and John Cena. Rey Mysterio has the loss. Like you can even do it to where it's like final three. Well, you can have Rey Mysterio, John Cena, and maybe one other person that you want to give a row to. Rey Mysterio doesn't win. He's kind of down in the dumps. He's like, you know, he's trying to, you know, kind of asking like, why, you know, like, why, why, is it, why isn't this working? Blah blah blah. Um, he doesn't cloud. He doesn't kind of get gifted a championship match, so we don't get the whole like charity case from from uh, like like Randy Orton. Charity we, case. We don't get the charity case. Uh, the 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 charity case moniker from from Randy Orton, and it feels more natural for him to like it w- it would have felt more earned yeah. if he got it at Money in the Bank. I say that now, but I ain't gonna lie. I, I would have been upset if you know 
if if that happens, we don't get RVD. Like we, yeah. we we don't get like one of the best moments to two thousand six. What did it cost you? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, like like what I just said right now, it makes sense. Like you could have got the, you could have did the whole like. Eddie's wrestling through him because you know it's different in the in the Royal Rumble where like it's so many factors that can lead to you getting eliminated or eliminating mm-hmm. somebody, but it turns like a ladder match. Like you've been through hell in this match, and you need that little extra thing to get you through it. And then of course, because it's not like he ain't stopped pointing at the sky for like the last four months. Bro, he could have got to the top of that ladder and hit a fucking frog splash. <laughs> well, no, because he, he probably would have lost at that point because he 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 would he, he would he would have had to roll out. Oh, true. So he, you know, like he could have got could have got to the top of the ladder, could have got to the top of the ladder. Um, you know, um, grabbed the briefcase, pointed you know pointed at it, did and did all that good stuff. But yeah, man, money in the bank. This. Also, like, back to Ric Flair, like, they was really trying to push that. Like, they, they was really trying to, I guess, throw niggas off the scent. Because I, I, I remember uh, JR said something like, yeah, he looks like he's got another run. And like, no, he doesn't. Man, bro. This it's, nigga's moveset is slaps and chops, my nigga. That's it. Yeah, and the occasional figure four. Yeah. I ain't gonna count. I did like the figure four, though. Can never learn how to do it correctly. But, hey. I, a, lot, a lot of folks can't learn how to do it. Yeah. I think for the longest, uh, I think... Uh, Miz kept fucking it up for the long Still, till he finally got around to actually learning how to properly do it. But when I seen it get locked in, I was like, "All right, you kind of stuck." <laughs> I wrote down in my notes when I was watching. It's like I don't know if you remember on like Here Comes the Pain and SmackDown versus Raw. Well, like they would play music during the matches and shit. Mm-hmm. You wanna know what song? I, you know You wanna know what song I said should've been playing over this? What? They should just had like Dalit like going. going. <laughs> they should have had the whole Dalit just, just on the loop. <laughs> they should have had like the whole Dalit just, just on the loop playing throughout this match. Fam, damn boy, you might have to do it yourself. <laughs> I might one one of these because I, I I just like I showed you uh what I sent you on the text. Like, I I didn't got back heavy on two K nineteen trying to psych myself up for two K twenty two. Yeah, just trying to get back in that mode. I, I ain't gonna. I've been enjoying it, so yeah, I'm, I'm I might have to recreate that shit myself. But we get our winner, and it's Rob Van Dam RVD. Uh, which the crowd was damn. like, they were hot on that nigga the whole match. Mm. Like, they really wanted him to win. He always just been like, man, I've always been in good favor with RVD. I yeah, because he was cool. He had the moveset. He had a ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you liked him, bro? Because he had the ponytail. I don't know. He ain't come out in tights and shit. He had like the, what that shit called? The, what's, the, what's the suit called he had? Oh, the, the, the singlet? Yeah, bro. He had the singlet. So he, like, he looked like a nigga that do some danger shit. <laughs> he did He did have a cool ass thing. Like, he, he had the, the, um, the, uh, the, the cool ass design Yeah I was at The design game Went crazy for Whoever that design was They snapped out For that boy <laughs> Yeah man He wins the money In the bank ladder match Um Surprised he didn't Break his leg When he jumped When he like Fell off of the ladder At the end though Cause I don't know If you saw that But like when he When he was trying To get down I guess he must have Slipped and landed Like on, like kind of awkward Word. So I'm really surprised He didn't break his shit But he won the match Had a really cool moment When he walked back Up to the stage With all of the ladders Kind of lined up 
and um, climb to the top of it, and they get a really good shot of just, you know, looking out at the crowd, like the thousands of people just out there cheering for them. That's him. And uh, that concludes our Mania 22 coverage, because that is the only thing that's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we, like... I, folks may say I'm overreacting, but yeah, n- nothing about this man. It was kind of like really enjoying. It. Like you, you could have looked at maybe, um, like just just the thing about the rest of the matches on the card. You got Chris Benoit and JBL, which JBL, like let's let's let's, let's tap it up for JBL because that JBL is a superb heel. Though I I hate like he's one he's one of them niggas. Well, when I was younger, I I fucking hated JBL. But yeah, the older yeah. I got, the more I started to appreciate. Like you know what? You alright, man. You alright, white boy. <laughs> but you know he won when he won that match. He said like if I win this match. I'm gonna be the best technical wrestler. Right. <laughs> he said, Well, I beat Eddie. I beat Eddie. He did. Yeah. yeah. He was the only other good technical wrestler other than you. So if I beat you, I'm technically the best technical wrestler in and the whole look, company. He pulled bullshit, of course, but you know it ain't wrestling. You don't pull no as bullshit. Always. So also, JBL does this fucking Texas two step every time he comes to the ring. That, that I did notice he used to do because I know he did it when he was a commentator. Like uh, he he would walk down to the ring during like I think it was like during the pay per views and shit. And he does that little dumbass Texas two two step. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know that he, that he did it when he wrestled too. Goddamn John Bradshaw. <laughs> yeah, man, that you got that match. That was that, that match was alright. Yeah, it was you a- got uh, the only other match that you could have looked forward to with like. To be enjoyable was a triple threat, but that got cut short. You wanna know why it got cut short? Cause apparently Vincent and and uh, HBK went on way too long, which I don't know why it happened. Like you know, I don't know why that match was so long. Cause it wasn't like it was a blow off. Like it was technically like the start. Cause I don't think they had touched each other other than. Uh, uh, Vince making Sean kiss his ass. He slapped Sean ass a couple times too. He did. Like, but Sean act like Sean, like it felt like a blow off because you know, no one because of how long it was, and number two, like just how badly he beat the shit out of Vince and Shane. Yeah, he kind of he handcuffed that nigga too, bro. <laughs> handcuffed that nigga to the fucking ring, bro. Like. But yeah, that match went long, so they had to cut. Uh, they had to cut the triple threat match between Randy Orton, Ray, and Kurt Angle, which, like I like I brought up to you uh, before we started recording, how if you watch, you can kind of tell because it felt like they were moving way too fast, like not not way too fast, but they were doing like big spot to big spot to big spot to big spot. That's a Mickey Mouse ring, Rey Mysterio. I know that <laughs> shit. Cause Randy wasn't supposed to go out like that. I ain't gonna lie, man. You know the match was supposed to be over. I ain't gonna lie. Kurt Angle was supposed to remain the champion, of course. But you know, Randy Orton saved him. Randy Orton <laughs> saved that first time. Got the ref attention when he was had him Ray Mysterio on that ankle lock. All right. Ray Mysterio returned the favor later on. But we talking about the first time. <laughs> now Randy, he wanted another opportunity to try to win this shit. But it fooled me. I be looking back at this shit like pissed off. Like man, I saved your bitch ass and you fucked around and won. It's fucking Mickey Mouse ring. I love Ray Mysterio, man, but bruh. Now when he going against Randy One, I fucking if it's I'm with Ray Mysterio with all the other things. But if this goes for every other wrestler. If you up against Randy Orton, 
I fucking hate you. I despise you. The way you saying it right now, that's exactly how I was feeling about Jeff Hardy, bro. Yeah, because like, you in the way. I don't care if it's John Cena, my nigga. I don't give a care if it's John Cena, bro. And I, I love John like, Cena. You gonna take this one time and you gonna stay down for these three seconds, no matter what. You gonna like, you gonna you gonna hit the fire knuckle shovel, <laughs> and but then when you try to f you. You finna catch his RKO, and we finna get this pin, the pinfall. But yeah, man, the, I think the the only like, memorable spot out of that whole match for me was, uh, like you said, the 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 what was it? The, the German suplex, the, the triple German suplex. Man, like, Kurt Angle grabbed Randy Orton in the German suplex. Randy Orton grabbed Rey Mysterio. Kurt Angle hit both of these niggas, and Rey Mysterio flew from one corner to the other corner to the other to unbroke, bro. When I say that John was wild, that was a nice ass move though. <laughs> it's fucking cool though. Yeah, that's a, well, no, nah, not not well. I, I was about to uh, transition way too early, but yeah. Um, after the main event, uh, which again, shout out to to RVD for winning. They put a rocket on that niggas back. Or like they like you could tell. Cause giving it everything RVD does after he wins the money in the bank, you can tell that they really wanted him to be like, I ain't gonna say the top guy, but they wanted him on that, in that, in that, 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 that level of being like main event talent. I love RVD's skill set, his moves. Like I think he got like a little cartwheel type kick, like that. Uh, you talking about? Rolling down like Rolling when he, down when he bounces off the when he bounces off the ropes, like does the tumble and then jumps up it. Oh no, nah, yeah, that's what you talking about. You talking about rolling oh, okay, okay. But it's like I don't know. Bro. It's when he gets caught and like he's swinging up. Uh, it, no, oh, I, I think I know what you're talking about. I think he throws a front kick. They catch it and then he kind of yeah, 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 yeah. Like <laughs> which which one you like better? You like his or Sheldon's better? Sheldon's. Cause Sheldon, I think like, Sheldon he, he gets it caught. He swings it all the way back. Did around. he kick somebody in that? I think he smacked. Was it Ray? Nah, Ray Mysterio smacked the fuck out of somebody <laughs> during that match, bro. He, I think he kicked Kurt Angle in the head, bro. Now you heard the impact through the damn stadium. I mean, like even the crowd reacted to it. That's how I knew it was loud. <laughs> but yeah, that's most of the memorable stuff we have. I got, I got a couple Like I got one note here It's like yeah I'm an hour in And I'm just not realizing JR's back Yeah JR comes back After What feels like What maybe like a, a year Cause I know he was out And you know They have the infamous Mr. Uh, Dr. Heine Promo from uh, The, the, the doc Not promo But the Dr. Heine segment From uh, 2005 Do you know what that is? Mm-mm so I think Jr. Well, I think Jr. was having like a colonoscopy or something like that. Like he was having some colon problems, and you know he had to go, you know, get his shit clean or checked out. And he, he was he, he was away from the company, so he wasn't no commentary. He was just out. So it's on a, it's on a random episode of Raw, <laughs> but they kind of cut to it and. Like I was telling you about DX, like when we about to get a bunch of like shit and fart jokes, mm-hmm. it was a good probably twenty minutes of just ass and and fart jokes. Like I think they were, and I want to say the biggest pause, <laughs> the, <laughs> the biggest, the, the biggest pause about what the I'm biggest P, <laughs> like watching like I think the doctor kept like pulling stuff out of his ass. Like I think they pulled a football helmet, his cowboy hat, 
some barbecue sauce. Like I, I think it was his barbecue sauce. Fam, stored it I, for later, bro. Bro, I think it was his barbecue sauce. Like they pulled it up out of there, and it was like, bro. I get that y'all cracking jokes, but fam, this has been going on for twenty minutes. How much shit you, pause? How much shit you can you fit in your ass, bro? Like you. <laughs> Well, huh. it's a couple of niggas I know that when the gym, I could probably ask. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think you got enough room for a football helmet and a cowboy hat. With barbecue sauce. With, bro. You're supposed to be dead. What if that shit spilled in your It would have been one thing if it was a sweet baby raised. It's yours. Like, <laughs> homemade, bro. <laughs> that's your barbecue sauce, bro. The gin raw sauce. I don't want none of that shit. <laughs> Mm. I forgot about Well see I was joking about that That being some of the only highlights we got from May 22 But um Forgot about one Mickey James and Trish Oh my god A match that I hate that you had to watch this on Peacock Because I wish you could see the original version The original version with the Mickey James V in it yeah, bro, that shit supposed to be. And when I told you, when I told you, like what happened and why they cut that from all future showings of the match, the look on your face was priceless. It's the word photo I'm looking for. <laughs> Man, when he told me, he kept saying the V. She did the V to Trish. I like did the V. I like hold on. He explained it to me, and man, for those of you that don't know what the V is, towards the end of the match with Trish Stratus and Mickey James, Trish Stratus is going for the, for the satisfaction, which is a kind of off the rope uh, bulldog. And while she she's got Mickey James in the in the, you know, in the headlock going for it, and to stop it, Mickey takes her hand and penetrates. <laughs> She sticks I don't even know how to say this shit, bro. She takes her hand, she sticks it in her privates, and and as a shock to everybody in the room, like she pulls it out in the shape of a V, like just like Big Daddy V used to hold his hand. She pulls it out in the shape of a V, she licks her hand, and then I, I guess they kind of scrambled because they cut away from it kind of mm-hmm. quick, like right after she licked her hand. And I did some reading on it, and apparently, bro, she got chewed the fuck out for that. Where, because like Vince was pissed because it was like, bro, we have to sense, we have to edit that out of every single thing we sh- we we show this match on. So all the DVDs, when that, when that, like maybe on Telemundo when we might show this match on a random Sunday. All the DVDs, all of the documentaries, we have to edit this out every single time. And although it's iconic, it's still like, bro. Two in the pink, one in the stink. That was she did, Bram. The way she had her hands, it might have been two in the pink, two in the stink. Goddamn, Trish, what the hell you been having on your spare time, babe? I know you're fine and all, but shit. Yeah, just like, um. Shout out to Mickey James. Just like I said, when you, when you was talking about Mickey James. Well, when I said with, with, with Trish, Trish, boy, Trish, I was in love with Trish, fam. But it's crazy because, like, look, looking back, I don't remember Trish looking like that though. Trish was fine as hell, bro. Fam, who you telling? But I already used to know. But the thing was, I can tell you for a hundred percent fact. I fell in love with Mickey James literally her first time on the show. <laughs> like, literally, first time. And then when she started, you know, on that stalker shit with Trish, she started following her around, trying to be her bestie, doing everything she did, dressing. Like, I was like, damn. They be fine. 
Yeah. Trish, I don't need you. No. What, what that uh, was on Toy Story? I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> I don't want to play. <laughs> I'm dropping Trish. Give me Nikki. <laughs> bro, that's how it was, bro. It, that's how it was with Trish. That's how it was with Victoria. I don't know if you've seen Victoria at all. Victoria what, what? Him. Victoria, bad as a bitch, bro. Same thing with Molly Holly, man. Same thing with Melina. Why you bullshitting you know, uh, That's crazy. Like, we haven't even seen Melina. Like, she, she not even on Lady 22. Like, with, the, with this role, with this Magnet we about to talk about. Like, that's, that's the first time we see, like, we see her. That's the first time for real? No, I'm not saying like that's the first time she in the company. That's the first time we see her. Oh, in the yeah, yeah. Because since I wasn't watching Smack, I wasn't watching SmackDown. I didn't see none of that Eminem shit. Uh, other than that, Eminem, Eminem. when they were doing the whole thing with her, uh, Batista. Oh that. yeah. But yeah, man. Um, love you, Mickey. Good job, I do. Trish Trash, I love you still. You, you still. What the? Uh, uh, what nigga be calling for? For the like white women. A fucking a coon. No, 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 no. Well, but shit. that's another one. But shit, oh, uh, I'm in the cabin for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if Trish in there, I'm, I'm, I'm in there. You in there? Well, what, what the shit, nigga? Don't meet me there. Beat me there. <laughs> beat me there. I'm, <laughs> I'm My mama gonna hate me when I bring this white woman home. Man. The damn milk merchant. That's what that's what the milk called. merchant. The milk merchant, man. It's it's snowing. Yeah, man. But yeah, bro. Uh, we get to that. Uh, I think the next matchup is the stinker, which for some reason you liked Mark Henry and Undertaker. It was funny when I say I like it. It was it, it was fascinating when I say I liked it because look. Got got the Undertaker over here, six okay. ten, about two eighty five, maybe. Also, man, them niggas was really exaggerated, man. Undertaker not six ten, Kane not seven foot. Yeah, the only nigga that they was really telling the truth about was Big Show, and yeah. they, and they they had Big Show on some KD time talking about he oh he's a seven foot jo-. like the yeah. niggas like 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 maybe six four. <laughs> man, Undertaker was throwing him like throwing his body at Mark Henry. Mark Henry was not moving, and I was just dying laughing at that shit. I was like, damn. You came here all big and bad. This nigga ain't touched the ground. Like the the commentators even point out the whole match. Mark Henry didn't go down that whole <laughs> match. I think he went down one time, and that's literally when he was coming back into the ring from outside of the coffin. Also, side note: this is Mark Henry without well, before the Three Six Mafia thing. Yeah, bro. So it, they had him coming out to some like generic ass rock and roll. Like, bro, I'm him. Him. Like, he he always looked hot. Cause he was sweating all he he was sweating too he, he was sweating so much he came out with, with, with the damn Kale Mitchell braids yeah bro hundred glazed ass nigga <laughs> he came out with the micro braids and I was just like oh no all yeah, right we, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm put this on in the background while, while I go wash the dishes real quick but I think the entertainment but the entertainment purposes for me were cool bro like it was funny to me just like, like I was saying my he touched the ground the whole match uh, Undertaker's. Was, uh, entrance was cool Cause soon he got in the ring You know Mark Henry came Stole off on him Said you ain't even do all this And then the end You know he walked off After putting him in the casket You know throw the right hand up Let these niggas know I'm still here I'm still undefeated I was like okay cool Other than that It wasn't a lot of movesets going on He couldn't choke slam This nigga at all This is this is crazy bro Cause like He power drive this nigga though We in peak Taker bro Like this is when Taker Could still like run around the ring And like Like he He was he wasn't young, but he was still in that mode to where he could get up and, and just go. 
He tombstone, bro, though. Oh, God. He got a tombstone off, though. Yeah. It was a nice, it was clean, too. It wasn't no sloppy because he big, but it was clean. No cap. Going back to uh, to the Trooper Threat match, how did you like the, the performance of Ray Mysterio's thing? I think they had, I think it was P.O.D. who performed. Yeah, P.O.D., his close friends or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I liked I liked his fit. I, I wish it was more done during the entrance. I wish his entrance was a little uh, more flashier. The oh, I think was I, is it was it Aztec or was it Mayan? Cause he had the big head. I don't want to disrespect one on, so I ain't gonna you know. I know it's in the game. I know I know it's in two K. Mm-hmm. I just don't know like what it is. Also, also the, some funny I noticed is like how the fuck did Ravens here get up there that quick? How he get up there that quick? How he get back down to the I was box. I was like, all right, it's going to take a minute for him to get down. This nigga halfway to the ring. I'm like, was it a stunt double? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, also, um, and what you just heard is they're reacting to is we got WrestleMania 17 playing in the back, which is arguably what some people say the greatest WrestleMania of all time. The last of the uh, attitude era, but yeah, I, I think I voiced my frustration about the attitude era last podcast. But um, yeah, uh, uh, Kurt Angle came out with a different version of his theme. I don't know if you noticed that, but like mm-hmm. instead of um, we not at the remix where they stop, where they started to stop it and like kind of loop it for like five times and then they play it. We had the version where they kind of skip past the you suck part. The, you suck. You suck. That was perfect, bro. Exactly. It was perfect, except for some reason they didn't want people chanting that. So they, they remixed it so that it kind of phased right over that oh part. My it God. goes straight to the core. It goes straight to the next verse, bro. Nah, fam, we need that, bro. You want the crowd reacting, interacting with you? You suck. Yeah, man. Um, I said that uh, the triple German suplex was was really cool, but um, there was another one. Um, Ray has set up Kurt for the six one nine. I know exactly. He set up for the six one nine. He came around to come do it, and Kurt catches him and puts him in the ankle lock with the grapevine. Mm -hmm. Now I don't know if y'all know this, but the begin putting the ankle lock by Kurt Angle is one thing. When he dropped the straps and then wrapped that leg around you, it's over with. And then he lay down sometimes, bro, and wrap your shit he, up. He did it with the grapevine and then laid down on it. How the fuck you do can't get out? You can't go nowhere. You can't pull. You can't pull. No, it's Kurt Angle. It's not even Perk. It's still Kurt, but this boy still got the power. But do you remember when uh, Raymond Steele tried to six one out around the turnbuckle though and yeah. fail? <laughs> I do remember that, and it's crazy that he doesn't do that. As, he, there's another person in the company right now that does it back to him. <clears throat> Cesaro, he does the Swiss. Oh, one. Cesaro, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Swiss one now, he does it around the, around the turnbuckle. But um, uh, I, I can't remember who said it during the match. But one of the commentators, they were like, "Yeah, we're in um, we're in one of those weird places where they boo the wrong people." Like, no, man, niggas is niggas feel like Ray don't deserve to be here. And not do the anything of his own, but like it just feels forced. Like I don't know if you remember uh, 2014 when Batista came back, and they just kind of plopped him in, in the main event. Like people hated it. Like people didn't hate Batista. That people love Batista. Mm-hmm. Batista's one of, one, one of the great. One, we know one of the goats. <clears throat> but it's because like he, they just plopped him in there. Whether it made sense or not, they just kind of plopped him in there. And given 
it's 2005 and maybe I'm missing something from it was 2006 maybe I'm missing something from the Smackdown side but it was kind of open like you can't really say that there's anybody that kind of you know deserved to go one way or another so it's a perfect setup for somebody to get plopped in there mm-hmm. but you know you can't fault nobody for having them emotions about like like Randy Orton said Randy, Randy Mysterio being a uh, charity case yeah definitely but yeah man uh, after that match we get a segment in the back where they got John Cena getting ready for his match in what looks like the smallest locker room of all time oh god let me talk about this bro <laughs> these niggas did like the split cam bro you got John Cena in the locker room well in the damn Columbus high bottom gym locker room by himself t- taping himself up you know getting ready pulling the belt out the suitcase said yeah you know gotta keep you tonight then you look at the other screen you got Triple H Triple H getting his tape wrapped up on his arms he getting a massage and you hear the commentator talking about oh John Zena off of the streets you know hustle lawyer grinding all this and stuff <laughs> you know he's, he's bringing a different feel he's a you know hip hop you know hip hop we're not used to this we're not used to this unorthodox style and then you got Triple H over here traditional has the best uh, workout equipment coming up the best resources but don't get it wrong he grinded for all of this but yes he is a spoon fed ass nigga you, you know you know what this feels like it feels like they wanted to redo a Mania 19 with the whole Booker T thing oh, 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 oh I know it feels like they wanted a redo it was like John Cena's not a nigga first off stop treating him like he's a nigga he's not <laughs> yeah, I love John Cena to death but yeah see, I'm, he's not like, a nigga we, 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 we not doing that corny ass shit we'll be giving like White folks nigga pass like, Yeah no. Johnson ain't, Can't say nigga I don't think he would Say nigga I never He no, probably like, did say nigga I don't know But hey He That's just a different nigga In the game bro He's, he's one of one What, what Drake said um, My 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 Mount Rushmore With me with four different expressions Like that's We Like that's That's the type of time I've seen on Yeah You right Damn yeah, man. Like I love that they like well putting a lot into this. Like, like I said, if only they had some real heat to it. Because yeah. in the promo before it, where Triple H is really bigging it up, like you know, uh, you've shown all this promise, but you've never come against anybody like me who's known to target the brain and the body like I do. And like I said, it would have been better if you know we had a long build to this instead of this just coming in like the last month or two. Yeah, it just happened. It did happen fast as fuck. But we are finally at the uh, the main event. And uh, how you feel? How, how did you like the entrances? It was pretty fucking cool. I really want to say it was the best part of the match. <laughs> but you know, the match still had good parts as well. But you know, Triple H like I was spoke I spoke on this before we even before I even watched it. I was right. telling you about like my favorite Triple H entrance was we came in on the throne and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So and luckily this, enough, the, oh no, this that, that that was 30, my bad. Yeah, it was 30. I remember you telling me that. 
But you know, Triple A came out. You know what I'm saying? Came out to the throne to the different song. Uh, to the yeah, the the, the king, new king, song, the, the King of Kings. Kings. His worst thing. Yeah, he came his, out to this worst thing. But then they cut it. The boy hopped out that chair. It's time to play the game. Just, just like, like yeah. a, a barbarian. Just like Conan the Barbarian, dog. Like, just like, just, just yeah. like a king, my nigga. He dressed like Conan for this match. You know what I'm saying? So he came out on that type of time. John Cena, you know, he had the promo video like Great Depression and all this and shit like that. He came out like a mobster, man. You know, came out in the car. But what Jordan pointed out to me <laughs> when I was watching the car pull up with the niggas on the side with the Tommy guns. A certain somebody on the side of the car. I was like, he said, spot, spot the person and tell me if you see him. So I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm like, nigga, that's CM Punk. <laughs> CM Punk was one of John Cena's henchmen. Think about it, bro. That's some legendary shit, if you ask me. It is. It's cool as hell to think about. Like, Because he wasn't even CM Punk. Well, which was he? He was always he was he's always been CM Punk, but it was like, like this is the first time we see him on TV. Like, Mania Twenty Two was in Chicago, mm-hmm. so if you watch at home in Chicago, you see him, you know exactly who that is. Word. Because I think uh, I know not I think, but I know at this point he's a Ring of Honor legend. Oh. So they see him, and you know, because I think rumblings were that he was. You know that he was looking to get that he was coming to WWE, you know, kind of soon. Yeah. So you see him at Mania, like riding inside a car, and like I don't know if you remember that um, that that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio picture where he, where he pointed at the TV. <laughs> that that's how a bunch of niggas was at home looking like. CM Punk. Yeah, CM, oh shit, CM Punk at WrestleMania, nigga. Yeah, I love I love that scene of interest so much, dog. Like. We gotta we, we gotta rank his his many interests because this this is up there. Yeah, I'm, I feel like did he have a match at twenty? Yeah, he did have a match at twenty. Was twenty anywhere near palm trees and stuff? I can't remember. No, you thinking about twenty four? Well, I think That's, I remember yeah, twenty. You you think about twenty four? Did he have a cool interest in twenty? No, because this was. He, he, I think he opened the show at 20 Word Yeah he was the opener At 20 So he didn't really get Like the big big Oh shit yeah I'm going backwards fam That's 20 I just remember that Cause I remember the sign So goddamn good I don't know I just remember the big Wrestlemania With the two X's You know what yeah. I'm saying I remember that for some odd reason I don't know why I know that Wrestlemania so much Yeah Seems got some Legendary interests uh, I'm gonna go ahead And spoil his interest For Wrestlemania 23 It's It's one of the worst <clears throat> Like they ran the twenty three is in Detroit, and you know Detroit's you know Ford, you know Mustang and all that shit. So he's I think he was in like the new Mustang, and he's just driving to like an empty ass city, and he pulls up, he pulls up to the to I guess like the little side entrance, and they got it like kind of glossed up like you know how they used to have with Stone Cold when, when like the glass was breaking, he would just walk through. Yeah, they had it glossed over with like the mania sign on it. So he pulled like he he's driving through the city like the whole for maybe like five minutes, and then he finally pulls up. Uh, he 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 revs the engine. I think he does a burnout and he kind of like crashes through the glass, and it's like. You, you, you could just walk out here, my nigga. Yeah, you know. <laughs> did he have buffs on at least? No, he did not have buffs on. I, I think boy, I would have been up 
swagger jacking ass nigga in Detroit, boy. <laughs> if I'm WrestleMania in Detroit, boy, I'm gonna have this choice. I'm, I'm already a. But, but you gotta think about like <laughs> you gotta think about the mainstream. This this is Eminem Detroit. This this is uh, yeah. But still, man, I thought man, I thought Johnson probably would have dig deep into the city, maybe try to find a cool little. <laughs> You know, cool, Angela. I need to come we, out with. We, we need to do a, a, a Mania Twenty Three redo where we get. Um, <laughs> we need this nigga well, coming out looking like Joe Burrow. Well, <laughs> no, no, not, not coming out with Joe Burrow. We need John Cena to come out at Mania Twenty Three with a new version of his theme with, with Babyface Ram. With Babyface, oh, <laughs> might might have Ice Wood just walking beside. Bro, we get we get Cena walking out to the ring in the bus. In the bus with uh babyface like rapping his verse beside him. Like work party some shit. <laughs> I don't know what we can hey we're gonna have to do it at a later time. We're gonna have to edit John Cena's uh song over a babyface rabie, maybe. Yeah, we're gonna have to It sounds like see it's homework, nigga. It's homework for you. I, I'm gonna let y'all them like a little behind the scenes. We were supposed to uh, do like different intro songs for every episode. We would take a wrestler's theme and remix it with just a random song. Well, me not really thinking, like, yeah, at a, after a certain point, half of these niggas' songs don't have lyrics. So that's a fact. <laughs> half of these niggas' songs don't have lyrics. So I, I gotta find another song to kind of mix into, or I just kind of gotta leave it alone. But I've done that with John Cena's theme a couple times. I know yeah. I mixed it in uh, Here I Go. And I mixed it in the uh, Hootie Hoo, which when crime time comes, I'm going I'm to bring this back up. Like, I'm going to put a pen in this because mm-hmm. I know I brought this up a couple times like before we even thought about doing a podcast about uh, the No Living Soldiers in WCW Yeah, and how that, that should have happened in the E. Boy. But uh, yeah, man, we get to we get John Cena versus Triple H, which I think is the first time they had ever fought, which makes it even like like weird weirder that they didn't make this a bigger focus at me. Like I know that sounds weird to say with this being with this being the main event, but it should have been a a bigger focus in terms of like the storytelling. Like they really should have like. I know folks like to crack jokes about WWE not having that long-term booking, but this really should have been one of the ones where they really, really booked a long-term, a long-term, a long-term feud. They could have went on for a longer time. I mean, dude, y'all got two of the biggest names, bro. And I ain't gonna lie, bro, they magic could get crazy, dog. Right, especially like with Cena now, because I, I can't remember what year, but Cena downloaded the uh the 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 indie moveset DLC where he just got a bunch of like cool ass moves out of all of a sudden. <laughs> so now I I think if we could get like different eras of Cena and Triple H to match up, that'll still be really cool. But yeah, man, like you pointed out uh, during the match uh, about the difference in the crowd, about how you could hear yeah. folks like really. Starting to turn the page on Cena and really start to look at him in a, in a negative light. Yeah, them OG niggas, man, in the crowd, bro. You like, I ain't gonna count, bro. Was it Chicago, right? Yeah, Chicago. Chicago. They were different. That was a different crowd. I, ain't, I probably ain't never paid attention before, but that's some shit I ain't never heard before, like for real. Cause like, for instance, the Mickey James and uh, Trish match, niggas was going crazy for Mickey James. But once Trish Stratus started going up on them. 
booze all throughout the crowd, bro. Right? That, that happens. Uh, it's a handful of crowds that do that. Uh, I know for a fact Philadelphia does it. Like Philadelphia does it, where. But they, Mania though. Well, I ain't gonna say it for Mania, but just like in general, mm-hmm. anytime they have any pay per view in Philadelphia, anytime they do something in Canada. In Chicago and in New York, like niggas really turn it up Word. to like really be heard. And sometimes it's for the better. Sometimes like they really fuck over match. Like um, in 2016, they did SummerSlam in New York, and uh, they debuted. The WWE debuted a new belt. It was a new belt design. They they debuted the the Universal Title, and it was like an all red belt. I remember it. And it was Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. And the crowd like just shit on the belt for thirty minutes. Like it was like they didn't give a shit about the match. Like this is Seth Rollins and Finn Balor, two of the best niggas in the in the company at this mm-hmm. point. And they could not give a fuck about the match because they were too busy focusing on the belt. And it was crazy because like I think Seth got on Twitter that that night and like. Really tried to lay in the niggas about like, bro, like y'all claim y'all want us to be in these positions, and then when we get in them, you focus on the wrong shit. And that's you know that's what I mean by crowds like being sometimes for the good and for the better. Yeah, for the for better or worse, you know what I'm saying. But yeah, like you get to really hear that difference in the scene of Triple H match because, like, you can hear that age difference. Like mm-hmm. the niggas that hated Cena, you can tell that they were me and your age. Like you can tell that, that those were grown men who were growing up during the Attitude Era, who you know weren't looking forward to where it was obvious that they were taking the shit with Cena. Mm-hmm. And then you get the kids that ultimately are the most well at that point were the most important part of how WWE promoted their product and you could hear all of those children in there like cheering for Cena that let's go Cena Cena sucks that type of shit and it's lesson now cause now you hear people chant Cena sucks but at this point it's out of love like just how it used to be with Kurt Angle and people like even now like Kurt Angle is beloved but anytime this thing comes on they went back to the version with the you suck chant in it cause mm-hmm. like He's even embraced it. Like when he came back, uh, and folks were chanting, "You suck." He, he's actually doing it towards the crowd. Like, yeah, you suck. I would too, suck. bro. Like that's that's some stuff to, bro. That's some stuff to build off of, man. Especially if you go out there and win. I'm out there singing it with him for real. Every time I come to this stage, to the ring, shit. Yeah, man. Like I said, you can tell that that that, that honeymoon stage with Cena was kind of over because you go from how crowds were reacting to him in early 2005 before he got the Raw and before he had his first major feud to now where we not even at Super Cena yet where Cena cannot fucking lose. Like where you know that I'll come in the match before that shit even starts. Yeah. And uh, another thing that I noticed that um, uh, it's crazy that uh, and I think around the time I watched this him and Roman Roman Reigns were kind of beefing at that time, mm-hmm. and it's like crazy as hell how similar their careers are. I I peeped it because you know Roman debuted with the Shield, mm-hmm. and for for the most part, people loved Roman. He was a quiet muscle. Yeah, that's and a- then when he started to you know, not when he started to break off, but like when he like broke off and he kind of kept that shit going, people really fucked with him until they made it blatantly obvious that that he was up next. Like they made it blatantly obvious that he was up next while showing something else on screen. Like, uh, you know, like doing the whole like authority angles. Like, yeah, um, uh, 
we're trying to do everything in our power of keeping him down while also not hiding the fact that yeah we we want him to be the next guy like putting him in wildly like in, in wild crazy situations and having him just get out of them with no problem that's like shit you yeah you definitely can see it from out of that and even from you know from folks coming around to him like cena never turned heel like he always played like when he when he debuted that uh the the Doctor Thugonomic shit. It was more like a tweener. Like he was, he would do some shit that you could classify as being a heel, like being the bad guy. Shit, for the most part, he was still good. But after like maybe 2004, he was a straight face, and people begged and begged and begged and begged for Cena at some point turn heel, but they just didn't want to do it because he sold he sold so much merch. Yeah. That's and a fact. It's the same way with with with, uh, with Roman. Like people have been begging for him to turn heel for you know since he was since since uh people like really turned on him and it's like started booing him for the better. Like you might as well embrace it and like start doing heel shit. And people uh, finally like they finally turned him heel. I think it was maybe last year or two years ago. And since then it's been up like the head of the table. Um, you know, all of that shit, like, uh, 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 uh shit, uh, tribal chief, all of that, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's been up with him. So yeah, man, it's it's like really crazy how similar their careers are when you like we really take a step back and look at it. Proud on though. Boy, what is it with Triple H to have these long ass matches? I wish I knew how to answer that question for you. But it's what the company wants. It's crazy, bro. Like, <clears throat> in a 10-year stretch, Triple H had, had been having that same match at Mania. Trying to get a nigga that folks hated over. Whether it was Roman or it was Cena. Like, they were trying their hardest to get niggas to, like, really fuck, like, really turn around on the niggas and it just never, you know, never came. Like, well, I ain't gonna say never came, but yeah. Uh, I, I brought this up last week, but fucking Triple H having these long 30-minute matches that at some point just become unbearable. Yeah, it was a whole lot of nothing going on for the most part. I mean, like I told you before, like the first 10 minutes was just, you know, a little grappling each other and a little slappy slap. They were just disrespecting each other. They were just basically checking each other for like the first ten minutes of the match. Like, all right, bet. Right. And like after uh, like after they had like really started to get into it, I'm like, bro, we are twenty minutes in this match and these niggas are doing rest holes. Yeah, bro. I was like, um where's the spine buster? You know, it's gonna bring that out. I know you I know you're gonna kick out the pin, but I, I <laughs> I started seeing some crazy shit. You just want to know the crazy thing about this match? I did not remember that Triple H tapped out. Yeah, fam. Like, until, like, going and doing that rewatch, over, over rewatching Mania, I did not remember he tapped out. Both of them niggas ate each other finishes. Right. Like, Cena got spine busted, I want to say. He kicked out of that. I want to say John Cena hit the FU on Triple H, but Triple H kicked out of it. I want to say that happened. I know he reversed it once. And I want to say the second time he did, I think that when he went to go and do the SCFU as well. First time he got to that rope, 
But the second time we put it in it, he held that nigga arm down, fam. I'm talking about he right there beside the rope, but he couldn't even reach it. Cena said, bro, we've been wrestling for too fucking long. <laughs> Brandon, Please. Bro, they, they, let they, me tell they you. They gave niggas no hope. hope. They, <laughs> pause. Bro, they gave niggas hope doing the whole, like, like Hulkamania spot where they, like, they would hold his arm and drop it. <laughs> and then on that third one. That third one, boy. Get all that energy. But Cena was like, nah, man, we, we, we not doing this we, no This shit a rap, fam. Put that arm down. You finna Go to sleep, big fella. And I think that was that like Cena winning this match is a crowning moment because it's like, like I said it before, but like Cena was the guy. Mm-hmm. They were they were pushing all them chips in on Cena to be that guy because although Triple H doesn't have the best record at WrestleMania, beating him in them big spots it, like still means something. It matters, bro. It's exactly. a big stage Like the finals bro Like it's the big stage This is where it really counts For the most part Yeah man Yeah that's May 22 is You know It's not the best It wasn't too much crazy stuff That We can talk about Like we talked about The, the, the few crazy matches we had That were You know From the HBK To the Edge To the Money in the Bank Those were the most The best matches In my opinion Yeah man That's I really wanted that fucking triple threat to be God tier, but it, it should have. But you know, but you know, shit happens. Vince, makes it should it it should have been it should have been the highlight of the night. But for some reason, they wanted to really do an extra long squash match with HBK and Vince, and it still just like kept going. <sighs> yeah, man. But moving on for Mania twenty two, and. We are finally on Raw, like finally on Raw, and trying to uh, do do this this uh, one one of these quick uh, rundowns of what happened on Raw, cause not that much really happened. Like normally, when you get these, um, normally after Mania, the show to watch is the the Raw after Mania, cause that's when you get all your big debuts. That's when you get all your all, you know all your big turns and all of that. This really wasn't the case. Like we get one big debut, but for the most part, it's kind of like the same shit. Yeah, we just back at it. We start the night off with Cena, with with, uh, with a John Cena promo, man, and yeah, man, I I just brought this up, but Cena, Cena pulled a Roman, or if you want to look at it the other way around, Roman pulled a Cena. Um, after WrestleMania 33, when Roman. I'm, I'm doing air quotations Retired The Undertaker He came out to the crowd And The crowd booed him For like a good 10 minutes Cause bro They really like Fuck you Like Bro like And like This is when I was talking about Like the crowd Like really hated Roman And that's a valid ass reason So Whoever screwed Whoever But it, It's a valid reason But it, it was a bunch of extra shit too. Like they hated him before he retired Undertaker. So you did that. Like you do. You you retire him now. That they just amplified it. They're like, like nigga, you was a bitch, man. And it's crazy because like he came out at Raw. They went straight unedited for like a good ten minutes. Like you can hear the crowd like, shut the fuck up. Like bro, like they were they would they were getting on Roman head. Got a fan base. They were getting on Roman head for like ten minutes. And like every time he would hold up the mic, 
they would start booing and chanting even louder. So at some point, Roman kind of get in his head like, oh, I got I got these niggas in the palm of my hand. Mm-hmm. I can do anything oh, and God. get a reaction out of them niggas. So he looked in the camera. He gave uh, the hard cam like a nod, like I right, this the time. He put the mic to his mouth. Them niggas turned the booze even louder. Look, look dead, look dead at the camera. and was like, yeah, this is my yard now. And then dropped, the <laughs> he dropped the mic and just walked out the ring. That is fucking That's like, amazing. That's smooth. Cena kind of does the same thing here, except he tries to explain a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like his, uh, this is my yard now. Is the champ is still here? Yeah. Cause yeah, man, it, like I don't know. I guess folks really thought that he was gonna lose to Triple H at Mania, and it was you know. Like I, like I said before, it was a big moment for him to get that W over Triple H. That's a real solidified this shit, bro. Like that nigga is here for real, bro. Like he was out there talking this shit and all that, and then really interrupted by the man himself, Triple H. He is really interrupted by Triple H, who comes out and starts talking about how he demands a. Rematch. He was like, "Yeah, man, you know what I'm saying. Congratulations to you, but I ain't gonna count. I underestimated you, fam. He said this swerve like, hey, I underestimated you, so I ain't gonna come in there with my head on the swivel, which is something big, cause like the way he was talking before that match, like you could tell, like he he gave off the vibe that yeah, I've been scouting all all of this wild brawler shit you do. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna clamp down on that. Yeah, that shit done. So for him to admit that you're like, yeah, even with all that talk, I still underestimated you, which is putting Cena over like crazy." Mm-hmm. And then another thing Which is wild Like Nigga you didn't have A rematch clause In your contract <laughs> Bro like That's the one thing That was That I was holding on to Like How the fuck You ain't got a rematch clause How do you overlook that When, when them two niggas Sat down At that table You You and them fucking glasses You had on how, how you ain't read over there And see that you didn't have A rematch clause Which is crazy Cause like Everybody when they lose, the first thing they bring up is rematch clause. I need, I need you to run that shit back. And how do you just not have one? He was just too goddamn conceited. He said, fuck it. I don't need no rematch. I don't even need to look for it. I ain't thinking about it. Or, I mean. or, or, or maybe he was just like, like you just said, like he was that confident that like, yeah, I, I won't need one because I'm winning this shit regardless. Yeah, that's how he felt, honestly. And then, you know, they bickered at each other. Bigger than each other for a while, and then out comes Edge and Leader. Edge and Leader. Whoa, 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 whoa. I came out here and had the best match at WrestleMania, a hardcore match against Mick Foley. I think I deserve this motherfucking spot. Edge came out dressed like he got a fucking buckle black car. I'm somebody coming there with a fat ass bandage on his head. Leader just keep touching his face. Baby, you okay? You alright, baby? All this and shit like. Bro, not even that. Like I, I don't know. Wherever you listening to this at, I don't know if y'all have a buckle, but <laughs> buckle is it's one of them like weird ass like brands. Like they sell all the all the mid two thousands like white nigga fashion. Yeah, bro. Like the shoes that ain't Nikes or Jordan, but they ain't Adidas. They just got the two stripes on. Yeah, them. fam. And the damn uh, weird pods on the bottom, like them, them type of shit. The, the spots were like they they sell belts, but they only sell the canvas belt. <laughs> <laughs> Which you, you should have known this because like he the only nigga on the show that they be popping up with the damn beanie with the brim. 
Oh yeah, damn you speaking facts. I ain't think about that. <laughs> so yeah, man, Edge comes out and while he, you know, Edge is kind of like, yeah, man, you, you kind of need to take your ass to the back of the line because I was ultimately screwed out of my, you know, out of my title due, due to Mick Foley, which he's still recovering from. And I think you made uh, you 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 made a note of that. Um, uh, when he was standing beside Cena, Cena just kind of like slapped him on the back. <laughs> oh yeah, he was still, pat on the back. When he was still so far, them tax and whatnot. And then Triple H starts going off like, yeah, like he he does like a weird flex where he's like, yeah, you like you may have won that Mania, but like how many of the matches were like in the spotlight? And I made a note like. You flexing these championships, but my nigga, you have a terrible record in yeah, Mania. So you got the worst record live, goddamn WrestleMania, damn new. You there now? Yeah, like, like, yeah, you you there? But oh, I don't know. But uh, tri uh, Triple H has this one line that he says that uh, he says at Edge, and he was like, like, yeah, you you right, you you were WWE champion, but I I, I fell asleep for like twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I missed the whole shit. That nigga said, bro, your, your turn was so goddamn short, bro. I took a nap and it was over, bro. You know, I it, it, it's crazy because like, I think I brought this up last episode, but one of Edge's main things, he was like, I'm not going to be a transitional champion. <laughs> and that's almost exactly what he was. <laughs> he won the belt off of Cena and then dropped that shit a month later. Bro, he spoke into his system, my boy. He jinxed your damn self. Yeah, man. For, uh, they keep going, and somehow they talk Cena into having a handicap match. Yeah, man. Edge was like, man, since you're so big and bad, you know what I'm saying, Mister, Mister, the champion still here. How about you tag? Uh, how about you go against me and Triple H tonight? Triple H looking like shit. Fuck it. John Cena looking like. Oh. And the 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 moment he accepted that, I was looking like, yeah, him, John Cena and Eugene were in the same class in high school, like. <laughs> they, 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 they was in the same class With one teacher Cause you is stupid <laughs> Dumb My nigga You coming off a major match Why the fuck is you doing a hate Like what What do you got to prove Number one What do you got to prove To us in accepting that And number two Behind the scenes What What Hustle Loyalty like, Respect <laughs> Like I get it You know Eventually Edge and, and Triple H Are gonna turn on each other so, And that, that'll kinda cancel out That handicap aspect But fam On the surface Why the fuck Would Cena accept that uh, but Felt like he had big balls man He like fuck it man I'm finna show these niggas I'm finna show all y'all niggas He was that type of nigga He always wanted to show you he, if nobody else can do it He gonna do it Like he He gonna be that nigga That step up to any And every opportunity Yeah that, that, that And the setup that that match Gives us one One of our funniest moments Of the goddamn night And, and uh, the reason why I got uh, uh, Triple H In that damn ski mask oh, On yeah, the front man. of this couple <laughs> But our next match We got well, not not actually our next match, but the first match of the night, we get a favorite of both of me and Zill. Let's fucking go. The Spirit Squad. Motherfucking Spirit Squad. Shout out my boy Mitch, man. Man, shout out to the Spirit Squad, man. Looking back, bro, the Spirit Squad. <sighs> The Spirit Squad would have made so much money today. Like, Damn, if they were around in these times, dog, they would have made so much money. Them niggas was so fucking funny, bro. When they, dude, after I think, was it at, mm, 
it was at Mania. Sorry to go back to Mania, but the Spirit Squad came to Mania when that uh, HBK and that Vince McMahon match. Yeah, and they snuck in the ring, bro, and they you know, did a little cheer thing, and they threw right. Shawn Michaels in the air. When these niggas was taunting and celebrating, bro, one of them little niggas in the front, he started doing Michael Jackson moves. Bro. He like he did the kick, he did the spin, and he grabbed the nutsack, bro. Like he was in that bit going crazy, bro, taunting the crowd, bro. When I say these niggas are entertainment, bro, like looking back. Man. Man, I don't know how I I used to hate the Spirit Squad dog because the way they do their promos, where instead of them just talking, they do cheers for ready, okay. And I don't, and you, I don't know why I love it now. And I, as a matter of fact, I don't know why I didn't love it then because my mama, she, you know, all my dog during my childhood, she was a cheerleading coach, so I should have loved it. But yeah, man, just the fact like they are so entertaining. And like you said, they got one of the best tag team finishes ever. They just grab you by all your limbs. All limbs, bro. They bring your ass up in the air, and they just slam you back down. Imagine them doing it to a little nigga like Raymond Stewart. Like, right, bro. They probably throw his ass out the ring, bro. <laughs> they might throw that nigga in the front row, though. Uh, some, bro. He might be. <laughs> Did not qualify, bro. Like, he, he just done for the night, fam. But uh, through a couple of shenanigans, they finally topple Kane and Big Show. We finally get the bills off of Kane and we Big Show. We had to take them hoes, bro. Finally get the bills off of Kane and Big Show. And you know what? I, w- I wouldn't have been mad if they kept them back. If they, if they kept them bills till Mania. Word. I would not have been mad because the, they are just they are just that entertaining. And it's... Hate, not to bring it down, but I hate how they got like shipped out. Like when I guess the wheel ran dry for them, how they kind of got like pushed to the side. I hate that. Oh yeah, I ain't more people. We'll we'll get to it, but uh, like I, I think I, I think it happens this year. But you know, like you know, I love the Spirit Squad. Yeah, bro. The, the entertainment, bro. Fun guys, bro. Like I love the Spirit Squad. I I I'm thinking about getting a green like whole tech suit and just putting the Spirit Squad logo on that. I shit. swear to God, I would not say nothing to you about it because I probably would ask you, "Can I get one?" <laughs> <laughs> we, we, let me, I'm gonna add that to the list of shit that needed to happen. Uh, the Spirit Squad tech suit and the John Cena bait collab. Yeah, that's what shit I ain't gonna never get my hands on. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, after that match, RVD comes out, uh, kind of gives his post-Mania promo. Yeah. And I made a note of this by saying, I, I hate how they used to handicap RVD. How they used to limit his vocabulary to just being like, cool, dude, and all that shit. Because yeah. if you've seen anything with RVD back, when, back in like prime ECW, like you know that RVD is that nigga. Like he he's that nigga on the mic. They made me. I just thought this nigga smoked dope. <laughs> I ain't gonna care. Bro. He just came on some trip. Like his like I said, his little fits and shit. They look like those was some trippy shit. If I'm looking at right. it, and he was that, that fucking ponytail, the swagger he had. I like, dude. This, I know this nigga solid as hell. Like I said, to smoke a blunt with, bro. Exactly. Uh, which is funny you say that because he was he was recently at, at uh, Mania Thirty Seven. Uh, Cause he got inducted into the Hall of Fame last year, and uh, yeah. he in a backstage in a backstage segment with him and Matt Riddle, uh, he he just started passing out rolling papers, oh, which what? is funny as hell. Like he just started passing out rolling. I think he gave one to Matt Riddle. He gave one to Vince. Bro, do you have his own brand? You think? Yes. Oh, he got his own brand of rolling papers. Bro, I got So on brand, but uh, yeah, he he comes out like kind of thanks the crowd for all their support and um. 
uh, thanks the crowd for all his support. And he kind of throws a little hint at when he's going to defend his money in the bank. Like contract He throws a hint That it's coming soon By him saying Extreme 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 Key word Extreme Remember that shit But <laughs> I make a joke About uh, uh, The next match we got Is like Chris Masters Like He Pretty much our next match Is Chris Masters In a squash match And um, I make a joke About him like speed walking through his music Cause you know he got that like real slow ass music Where he does the pose and all of that It feel like a Hall of Fame ceremony When you hear his shit bro He's Exactly like, and like just, just the visual of him like speed walking through Walking through his shit like damn boy you in the like a motherfucker For real It's, the, it's the, the thought of him speed walking through that shit Like bro have y'all not like have, Why y'all ain't wised up and giving him his own uh, TV entrance Where like they cut half of this shit <laughs> Yeah his shit was straight um, And then Who he fought um, A fucking random He fought a nigga That looked like Prototype Santa Yeah yeah bro He threw his ass In that mask lock And it was just Threw, threw him in the mask lock And it was a wrap I think the nigga passed out Yeah too. the nigga fell asleep uh, But the biggest part of this Is Carl, we get a We get a, a, an appearance by We get a little cameo From Carlito man You know Carlito come to the ring man. You know They coming off this loss At Wrestlemania Right So they kind of still Bitching at each other From how to, how that shit went down And they They kind of throw off the sand By like You know I We, we might have fucked up At Mania But we still somewhat cool Wait 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 wait. Move too fast We forgot about When Carlito first got to the ring He came to spit on that nigga Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Carlito that came out This motherfucker scene Bro down He was like Oh he's sleep Alright bet So Chris man Yeah congratulations You know on the W And all that Chris well, looking Chris, hesitant Like Chris makes the Worst mistake you can make When you in the ring With Carlito Think about the class What does he do He turns his back To Carlito what this man finish move with you? Why would you ever turn your back to Carlito? He didn't had niggas stabbed for worse. <laughs> Why would you turn your back to Carlito? He turns his back to Carlito. You can see you can see Carlito like lining that shit up in the background because you see him peek over his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Hit him with the hit him with the the backcracker. Cause it wasn't called the backstab at that point, which which is amazing to me that they that they weren't calling shit the backstab. Should have been hit him with the back crack, backcracker, and which leads to like this hilarious little little bit where I guess the nigga that spoke that was supposed to like toss him his apple. Yeah, Stone Cold, the nigga that throw Stone Cold beers and shit. As you want to say, <laughs> <laughs> the nigga that be tossing Stone Cold beers, like apparently. Took too long to toss the apple, and by the time Carlito got it, he was pissed enough so like he just spit in his face anyway. Bro, that nigga spit on Chris Masters without the apple. Then he ate the apple afterwards. I don't know if he did that on mistake. Or I don't know if he was really pissed off, but Chris got the short end of the stick with that situation. But yeah, man, I I I, I can't because both of the I both of them are are pretty great wrestlers. So I can't I can't really wait to see where this goes. I don't really re- I remember them breaking up, but I don't remember what happened after they broke up. I don't I don't remember what 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 else led to them breaking up. Um, our next segment we got uh, HBK coming out dressed like a public defender. Yeah, fam. Dressed like he just got out of out of court. Coming out just kind of <laughs> like trying to move on from all events and the shit that he got going on. And also a, a, a fun note that I that I made a note of. HBK is the original 
Well, he's, he's the originator of beat up John Cena. Or what you yeah, mean? Yeah. Um, again, going back to like 2016, it was these niggas called. Uh, it was these niggas called uh, the Good Brothers. Well, they they weren't called the Good Brothers then. They were uh, Gallows and Anderson. They used to be in the Bullet Club. Mm. They came and they teamed back up with AJ Styles, and AJ Styles. Used to like when him, when him and Cena were feuding, he would like just randomly say, "I want to beat up John Cena." <laughs> so here, I think I, I, uh, I think HBK was like, "All right, uh, I'm kind of done with Vince. I want to do some other things. Like, how come I can't be the ones that, like just beat up on John Cena like everybody else?" Yeah. Vince obviously is still irritated from his the ass whooping he received the previous with the, night with the neck brace on. Comes out with the neck with with what looked like the too small neck brace. Man, <laughs> his neck is just kind of cocked in yeah, there. But the nigga was turning red already, fam. So I like y'all put this shit on a little too tight for this man. He came out and we are officially on the road to the McMahon's versus HBK and God. <laughs> this man. Uh, I think we covered it last week and said what he said, bro. But if y'all niggas forgot, the nigga said the match was unfair at WrestleMania. Because <laughs> he had God, God on his side. And on, at WrestleMania, bro, the nigga, the nigga, I ain't, we ain't gonna speak on what the fuck Vince did backstage, bro. When Vince oh, was up, I bro, forgot. When they said the prayer, bro. Brother, brother, they, he was backstage orange as hell. He, he was backstage. I'm to my bronze, nigga. I'm to my third place trophy. Y'all KC's ill face, but we, like I said earlier, we got WrestleMania 17 playing in the background, and he's getting clips. Or he's getting glimpses of TLC 2, a match that he had never seen before. And I don't know. It, it last week. I mentioned that I don't remember why Rhino was in the match, but apparently Rhino was out there helping Edge and Christian, which don't make any sense to me. This nigga just put Matt Hardy through a table? He just sent Matt Hardy. Oh, here comes Lee. Oh, with shit. The, with the <laughs> but yeah, bro. Vince was backstage looking orange as hell, and he was like, you know what? Let's let's all just get down on one knee. <laughs> let's all just get down on one knee and, and, and say a real quick prayer. So he goes into it, man, and it's it is just like it's typical Vince with, with the prayer, like like niggas, <clears throat> he on some like, dear God, <laughs> I don't like you and you don't like me. I don't like you and you don't like me. Like, <laughs> I said, well, that's how you started what, out. Like, what type of nigga you is? For What's the point of this prayer right now? <laughs> but yeah, man, he comes out and he, of course, Vince is already on some wild shit. He says a couple things like. He he tries to go down the list of uh, all of the people he cares about. His family. He was like, "Yeah, my my beloved wife." And I'm like, "Nigga, did, then you like drug her and, and put her in a wheelchair for, for you, and then you have us watch you beat your son ass or something." <laughs> you you literally had her sit in a wheelchair ringside as you beat the shit out your son for for thirty minutes. You're a victim, man. <laughs> we don't say my my sweet daughter uh, Stephanie, which. Uh yeah, but you, you you I think he had a last man standing match. <laughs> I, as a matter of fact, I think I think he put I think he put his daughter in a match with Brock Lesnar dog. Like bro, what is you talking? He don't about, love his man? children. Oh CPS. <laughs> but did we get we like Vince pretty much tells uh Sean we about to turn this shit up on your ass. This in summary, looks in the looks in the ring. 
tell Sean that you know what? You gonna need divine intervention to to get over the hill I'm about to raise on you. And I'm like, where you going with this? He looked at his son and said, at Backlash, Mm -hmm. it's gonna be me and the product of my scene. (laughs) Versus you and the good Lord. (laughs) Bro, y'all can see John Thornton's welding his hands up. The good Lord. Right, he looked and said, it's gonna be you and the good Lord, which is only made funnier by the graphic they show later in the night with Shane and Vince on one side and HBK and, and there's no beam of light. Yeah, beam of light beside him, bro. Like, come on, fam. Like, Vince, he run the show so he can do shit like that. You know how funny that shit was, fam. And that is a punch in, bro. That <laughs> nigga, though, just. I don't know what to say about Vince, bro. He just a fucking character, but I'm thankful for him, man. Because I ain't no other person built like Vince, bro. <laughs> Can't nobody get away with the shit Vince got away with, bro. Like, and the list is fucking long, but <laughs> the list is long as fuck. And the, the fact that we, like, we laughing at this shit now, but the, the shit that this nigga do in, like, the next few weeks is really gonna turn this shit up, bro. Man, finna see Prime Vince damn near. Well, nah, he got so many different Primes, it don't make no fucking sense. I mean, Vince don't really be on TV like that no more, so, I mean... Shit, when the last time I think the last time Vince was like really on TV and sort of like an authority figure might have been 2017, 2018. Word. I think him and uh, I think him and Kevin Owens, I think no, I think Kevin Owens had a feud with uh Shane and Vince got involved because I don't know if you ever saw this, but um, Vince came out, he was like talking shit and um. Uh, Kevin Owens like headbutt him like <laughs> like like he shoot headbutt him, like and like drew blood from that nigga bro that boy turned into the Wolverine real quick bro he headbutted me and I think he went to the top row and did like a frog splash too what did you do to make this nigga that mad yeah man but um yeah man Vince, Vince a wild boy yeah Vince a wild nigga and. The shit is just gonna get even wilder, bro. Yeah, and especially doing with a nigga like HBK, another wild nigga that used to be. <laughs> well, well at, this, at this point, HBK is a reformed wild. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he used to be like you, you starting with some nigga that already, like a nigga that had been out of the pen for goddamn <laughs> two minutes, bro. And niggas already on the bullshit. He be like, bro, <laughs> I ain't trying to go back to my ways, man. <laughs> like that. <laughs> 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 Bro, that shit is so, bro. Like, I, oh my god, we ain't gonna put that nigga business out there, but, bro, just a legend. That's all I'm saying, man. That that nigga is a legend. Like, you want to talk? I I know, I know, niggas on TikTok be leaning that white nigga like he the uh he the damn uh Maryland (laughs) undertaker (laughs) for. But that, but that nigga, boy, hey. Man, I ain't got nothing to say, bro. No, me, me and T, we would, uh, we, I don't know how, they, I don't know how we got on that subject, but like, I went back and I looked at one of that nigga's statuses, bro. <laughs> bro, that nigga said, "I really wish y'all niggas would stop telling on my ass." <laughs> y'all, every time a nigga get shot, y'all, the first thing y'all do is hop on Facebook and say, "Oh, man." I can't stay at the fed Cause y'all lame man Nigga keep bringing my name Bro the nigga was solid bro The nigga man 
The nigga is solid. Bro, the, the, <laughs> he's solid as hell. Which, and, and the stories I be hearing about that nigga, dog, it, just, it be surprising me. Like, how did I live past that fight mm-hmm. <laughs> we hit at the Boys and Girls Club? Dog? I don't know, but you a lucky one, man. You know what I'm saying? Before the, before the growth. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's funny as hell. Like that shit ain't gonna make sense to nobody that ain't from Columbus. Oh God, but I will, man. You know, that ain't gonna make sense to nobody that ain't from Columbus, man. But we know, we know. Shout out, shout out out to a real nigga. No, damn. See, see, I I was about to fuck up again, and I was about to. Pronounce the nigga name, that nigga last name wrong again. Oh no, nah, don't even do it. We're gonna leave it off. We're gonna leave it. We're gonna butcher the name. We might have to bleep that nigga name. Out, yeah, we gotta go and bleep that shit out. We have to bleep that nigga name. Might out, some bro. shit going on now. We don't know about, bro. Oh, <laughs> shit, man. But after that, um, after that segment with HBK events, man, we move on to kind of. I ain't gonna say it was a piss break match, but. It was kind of a piss break match. The the Pesbians is out, man. She don't turn lesbian for peace. She turns she a Pesbian, man. The Pesbians is out. It's a, it's we call. I ain't gonna say we calling the shit, but I guess it ain't nothing new because WWE likes to do that shit where they like to just re rock. They like to redo everything they did at Mania. So like, I guess on some. I, if the fans ain't wasn't really fucking with how it happened, then we just gonna redo this shit the next night on Raw. Yeah, we're gonna give a restart for the for everybody, so everybody can be satisfied around this motherfucker. We can give you some type of hope. Which, in some cases, you know, some say your darling look, say your darling lost that mania, then they'll redo that shit. But in some cases, like bro, can we like move the fuck on? Like we 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 literally just saw this match. This shit like anime, bro. You gotta have some filler episodes, bro. You just gotta keep this shit going until the next big thing go on. But no, nah, man, the wild shit was um. The wild shit was how they had Trish like limping to the to the ring. Man, oh God, bro, I'm talking about she was limping like she checked out her ass beating the <laughs> Bro, they had her limping to the ring, and it's like, bro, number one, you niggas is freaky. You niggas is freaky, and you niggas is nasty, dog. Like that, y'all, y'all some real wild ass niggas. Like <laughs> victims. Like we did just see what Mickey did at Mania last, and that night, shit looked personal for real. So like Mickey did what she needed to do with that match, bro, because like. Yeah, like her shit was really gone, fam. I don't even know why she even came out there that night. And then you tagging up with uh, uh, Candice. Was it Candice? Yeah, Candice Michelle. Shout out to Candice Michelle. Yeah, shout out to Candice, bro. But then, you know, Mickey come to the ring dressed just like her ass with that belt in her hand. I'm talking about Trish. Just, like, everybody in the ring is just looking like, damn, you came out with the same fit. You doing the same <laughs> mannerisms and everything. Me, I'm like... Well, shit, I ain't mad. You know, I love Tree. I love Mickey. So why not have a little mix? But no, nah, man. Talking about Ken Michelle, man. I don't know you ever played SmackDown vs. Raw 07, bro. Mm-hmm. But they had a storyline. It was like it was some weird ass shit. Like they had a storyline where her, her magic wand and shit was real. <laughs> so so like I I think you get on her bad side and shit. Like she I think she turned you she turned whatever nigga you was using into like a woman. And I know she gave Edge Davari voice. So like that nigga would start <laughs> wetting. <laughs> she gave Edge Davari voice. Like anytime that nigga would start complaining and shit, like he would just be saying a bunch of Arabic shit. Man, that's some shit I gotta get on YouTube and what. And then on top of that, like they had the wand be like some type of uh, foreign object. Like those like 
in real life, it's obvious that the one is like some idolatry shit. Mm -hmm. they, the, the way niggas react when they get hit in the head with the shit, you thought it was like a, a fucking forty pound dumbbell. Man, it was one of the ones for fairly high parent. The one or uh, what that nigga name was, the little smooth dude. They wanted one and shit. Uh, fuck, I forgot the little nigga name. Had a little ponytail. He all kept oh, that, breaking uh, his shirt and shit. Phantasmo? No, nah, something you close. It's some shit like that. Damn. But yeah, it hit that damn one. Oh, one man. of them niggas from that, uh, that little company. You know, them niggas came from the company. Oh, with the suits uh, and shit. The damn pixies. <laughs> yeah, the pixies, man. She had a picture stick. That <laughs> damn red man, the method man, bro. <laughs> bro, you know, you know how, how how crazy that was. Like when I was watching this shit when I was little, and like. Nigga, that's real, man. Admit, like niggas not gonna know who to, like niggas. I know that when I was watching this shit at, at that point, they not gonna know that that's real, man. Admit, man. You know some but I know them niggas' voices. Like these niggas, these got them grimy ass. Like as soon as this go off, I'm about to go play Def Jam Five in the yard. So I know, I, I know these, I know these niggas' voices, man. But in this match, ain't nothing like really happened other than Mickey trolling with uh, dressing the same way as Trish. Yeah. The one thing that, that I, <laughs> one thing I, I pointed out, who. Who, who, who does the best Matrix? Keanu Reeves, Sierra, or Trish Stratus? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> man, what the fuck is wrong with this dude, man? I'm gonna give it to um, um. yeah, because you gotta think about it. With Keanu, Keanu was dodging bullets. But Tr Trish was dodging clotheslines and shit. Sierra, like, she used to just wind the shit up, just wow. go like, oh, these slow. Oh. I don't know what the fuck she was on. <laughs> and then the motherfuckers that could have bend all the way back. They just be standing still. On some fat Joe lean back type shit instead of doing the Matrix. Oh, man. shit, man. I, I get shit to Sierra, though, man. Now nah, I'm getting a bit of Keanu. Keanu, yeah, because his shit was fake. So oh, it look better. <laughs> One more time, man. We got to say RP to Eddie Guerrero, man. It, we went into it, bro. We went into it a little bit on the last episode, man. But this is still like you still. I think he Eddie died in what November, and we you still kind of feeling the effects of Eddie Guerrero's passing. Yeah, it's still fresh. They kept going for a second, you know. I think, and I don't even remember. I think I skipped the the Eddie Memorial episode because I like not on some, you know. Oh, nobody cares about this shit. Like no, like it was, you know. I ain't gonna say it was raw, but it was just like, you know, ain't wanna bring down a rewatch. Yeah, I feel that. Cause especially, you know, what with what with, with his 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 homeboy do in a year. <laughs> just <laughs> makes make some shit shake, boy. Man. You you wanna know who the real loser in all of this shit with, with, with Eddie Guerrero and Ray and shit? Chavo. Chavo. <laughs> Goddamn Chavo, man. Came out there, bro. This was the match. Uh, Chavo came out there doing all that little speech and shit like that. Say, I'm finna do this. I'm gonna carry that goddamn legacy. You didn't like hearing that part, right? Bro, I, I hated the shit because I'm like, bro, this Ray not even a Guerrero. Damn. Chavo is that nigga real fucking nephew, bro. Damn, and the, <laughs> bro, I got in my nose, bro. Making Chavo come out here to put on for Ray when that nigga ain't even real family is crazy. <laughs> like, bro, I get it, bro. Ray, Ray and Eddie was cool as hell. I understand. I know that. But fam, like y'all, y'all couldn't. I I know y'all did Chavo a favor by pulling him out of that current white shit. Which speak of that, do you do you know what current white was? Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Oh my. <laughs> 
Kern White was a gimmick Chavo Guerrero was doing where he was like a white he was a whitewashed Mexican. Well pretty Ch- Kern White was basically a fucking Cuban. <laughs> like he he was a real whitewashed Mexican. And so he would ride around in a golf cart with just some golf clubs. Like he he would wrestle in like little the little Argyle sweaters and shit. He he would wrestle in an Argyle sweater with like a collar shirt and like some some like like some salmon shorts or some shit. <laughs> salmon nigga fresh as fuck I know. But do you wanna know who do you wanna know what this nigga slogan was? What? Just, just take a wild guess. The nigga's name was Kerwin White. Kerwin White. Kerlin White. Serving White. <laughs> the nigga's catch for old slogan. If it ain't white, it ain't right. <laughs> Jaw drop. Mic drop. Right. You can see the look on this nigga's nah, face. Bro. Fam. He said, what, bro? Bro, the nigga's slogan was, if it ain't white, it ain't right, bro. How did the crowd and shit, how did people react when he spoke, said that word, said that word? <laughs> well, it is a white crowd. So, bro, I don't even think niggas really, re- like, niggas ain't I know, I know, a, I know announcers and shit reacted to it, but it just had to come as a shock to some, like, what, man, what the fuck that nigga just said, bro? What the fuck is you, what? Get his ass. What a nigga just start coming out of the fucking crowd, just start beating his ass or some shit. <laughs> Some niggas, just a group of niggas there that night. I think he actually was doing it at one point. Like, he, I think he was beating niggas over the head with golf clubs too. <laughs> this man is a menace. But yeah, but like, I know they did you a favor by, by well, I ain't gonna say they did you a favor because the only reason you got out that shit because your uncle died. But technically, still, I know they did you a favor by pulling you out that bad ass fucking gimmick. But bro, they turned they turned Chavo into a goddamn cuck, bro. Like, <laughs> they made that nigga take the back seat to his to his uncle memorial, dog. Man, I just I just can't see Chavo on that spot. Like, bro, I don't know how the story could have went. They could have did some good shit, man. But with the momentum Chavo had in the, in the business, bro, I just did not see nothing going. So I was I was like, shit, Ray Mysterio, the, the nephew. I, th- <laughs> the, the, I think I think Chavo's main mistake was that he ain't he. <laughs> Chavo's main mistake was that he ain't hit up Bosley early. Oh, uh, bro. Cause bro, the, the, the moment I noticed that there was Chavo Guerrero in that fucking uh Bosley Bosley commercial with the fucking like missing the hairline and shit. Dog, that shit had been jokes ever since. They weren't paying this man, bro. I just I just I couldn't let that shit go, bro. Like watching Whatever I might have been watching at that time, and the fucking Bosley commercial come on, and I see fucking Chavo Guerrero with the with the fucking outline of his hairline and shit. Yeah, that shit was gone, and it was just leaving. Every, every episode, I think I just seen a little bit of just go back. And I was just like the damn ball. What it is? The Eagles? What they call the Eagles Peak? Uh, whatever the fuck they call that shit. <laughs> The, the, uh, they, oh, uh, 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 a fucking widow's peak. Widow's peak. It ain't widow's peak. Is it? Cause oh, oh, wait, I think I think the widow's peak is the one where it, it comes down. Probably so. Some weird ass shit. Some shit I ain't trying it's, to have. It, it's, it's, it's if it's, you don't want your fucking hair like that, stop wearing hats all the fucking time. I ain't gonna care. <laughs> I just seen a nigga while back got his shit fucked up because y'all were wearing hats and shit. They gonna push your hairline back. Y'all be out here hat fishing these hoes. Excuse my language. But uh, <laughs> stop that shit. Chavo, I wish I could have told you ahead of time, but I was still a young nigga at the time. I ain't gonna know. I was wearing hats. Niggas nigga. out here pulling them down so Illuminati's, dog. Yeah, you feel me? Bro. <laughs> that shit, but that boy done. Bro, when that nigga was on stream, <laughs> when that nigga was on stream and his fucking head fell off, dog, and like the whole stream they got quiet. You had to just end that shit, bro. <laughs> like you could, you could see the nigga hairline was like in the middle of his fucking head, and like 
I don't know why he had the headphones under the hat. So when the <laughs> shit fell off, <laughs> the hat fell off. I guess he knew that they got a glimpse of his hairline, so the nigga just sat back in the chair. <laughs> it was just chilling like, Man. where the fuck I go from here, bro? So, shit. Um, how about them Lakers? Damn, so shit. <laughs> yeah, man. Look, I, I know I might sound like a hater, but, or maybe insensitive, but, like, at this point, like, can we please stop pointing? Can we please stop pointing to the sky when Eddie, no, when, when Ray. Or Chavo Or whoever the fuck Was connected with Eddie Have a match Please can we stop Pointing to this guy My man's up there Chilling and shit And that thing You know he feel When they point at him Like These nigga point He's like damn What's up bro And it's, race. it's one thing To point at this guy And win It's another thing To point at this guy The whole match And get your ass whooped So you made You got my attention You pointed up here And got my attention For me to watch you Get your ass whooped And who you got your ass Whooped by Chavo Fucking Sheldon Benjamin Missing his mama Miss I'm I was so happy Even though I was mistaken Cause as soon as I saw the shit come up I was like I bet This this is when his mama Like This is when his mom When the, the actress Or the comedian Playing his mama Had like dipped out Due to some backstage shit yeah. But I was wrong Cause they, they mentioned her on They mentioned her On um On commentary So that That, that, that may not be the case mm-hmm. <laughs> But <laughs> Yeah man Like you You knew Chavo Wasn't gonna win this shit But I think Chavo always gonna be good in my book in terms of just WWE shit. You wanna know why? Why? Cause Chavo got the whole sing, sing his thing, bro. That 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 fucking ooh ooh oh. Chavo. That, that. Ooh Chavo. Hey, that shit was vibing though. I ain't gonna care. I used to love his interest. He come through doing a little shimmy, acting like Eddie. That's. Yeah, man. I'm, at this point, I don't, I don't know what Chavo can really do. I think I think Chavo pretty much becomes irrelevant until like two thousand eight or two thousand nine when he's doing that La Familia shit with Edge and Big Show. Oh man, I forgot Edge. about that. Yeah, I love alliances, bro. I love just like all these random shit that. Happens What's your favorite time. one? Evolution. Okay, and right. what's your favorite one that doesn't have Randy Orton in it? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, y'all. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What, what is your favorite alliance that doesn't have Randy Orton? Uh, and it, it it doesn't have to be in the WWE. Oh wait, shit. Now we're right without Randy Orton. Without, without, without Randy Orton. You know what my top two was Evolution. that got down Raider RKO. <laughs> Two niggas. Yeah, damn. Uh, we're gonna come back to that, y'all. <laughs> all right, all right. But yeah, man, fucking But he Chavo, came out there, you know what I'm saying? He, he came out there with hope. And you 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 would have hoped that he would have at least gotten one win. Cause I think at that point even Sheldon was on the fucking downswing. So that was a toss up who win that shit, but it's Chavo, so you kinda knew he was gonna lose. <laughs> yeah, man, fucking Chavo. If it ain't go, if it ain't happen by now, my nigga's not gonna happen. It's not, bro. You you. <laughs> so so after, so you gonna get that pinfall? Benjamin gonna pinfall your ass. Go 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 take that pin. Accept them fucking thank you claps. Thank you claps. <laughs> <laughs> go and get them thank you claps and just take your ass to the back, dog. And bro, the shit got even worse because like my nigga. 
Like, you can tell that shit really took a toll on my nigga because he went to the back and just started, like, the nigga started tearing up because I, I can't remember who, like, came up to him to try to ask him, bro, what happened? I lost, nigga. Yeah, all right, nigga was like, bro, I just don't, like, maybe this wrestling shit just ain't for me. Ain't for me, bro. Let me, <laughs> the, let me get to the locker room and go talk to Eddie right quick, bro. bro the <laughs> let me go talk to Eddie and see what I need to do with myself. Bro, the funny shit is, like, as soon as he said that shit, he hit a corner and, like, it was a handful of folks like sitting down by the damn by, by the concessions, I guess. <laughs> like I guess he, I guess he screamed or some shit. He was like taking off his wrist tape. Bro, them niggas just sitting over there just looking low. Like, bro, what the fuck wrong with him? It's, oh, he just low. Oh damn, my fault, bro. You know, how to, you know how to ride You know that dancing video I think How to ride Be back after you get your ass <laughs> <laughs> Bro I just saw that video yeah, Bro I, I just saw that video Cause nigga was talking about uh, Damn The baby uh, Danny, Danny Lee brother Danny Lee brother Bro, <laughs> bro That nigga swore he held his own Bro them, them niggas was molly whopping your ass In that bowling alley though. You can drop me out right here bro <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, we off of them niggas. God, we off damn, of these niggas. Yeah. But yeah, man, next up, man, we got Rick Flip. Man, fuck Rick Flip. But yeah, <laughs> we got Rick Flip coming out. I think um, that's when he was talking this shit. One came out there talking this shit. I think he might have been talking this shit because this is we about to get a whole bunch of Rick Flip like semi retiring and not really retiring. Oh yeah, this yeah, this definitely that's definitely magic came out talking and shit like that. And that's what I was talking about on the first episode when he was talking about, oh yeah, sixteen time world champion. Woo! Going for number seventeen. Woo! But but we he gets interrupted by my man <clears throat> Let me let me <clears throat> let me let me go. Armando <laughs> Alejandro Estrada I was so fucking hyped when I saw that nigga come out, bro. Cause if, I, I, if y'all don't know, man, I, I fucking love Umago. Well, what uh, William Real called him? You manga, you manga. Bro, I, I, I fucking love Umaga, bro. And I did. I had no idea that he debuted right after Mania, bro. And that was kind of beautiful, bro. Like, damn, y'all giving us a nice jump start to like a fresh, basically like a fresh, fresh year to WrestleMania. If you're gonna kick off big nigga season, bro, this is the perfect way to do it. Cause even though, and we 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 gonna be like front and center watching the whole Umaga shit like kick off. But damn, bro. It was it, like it was cool watching Umaga's debut. Yeah, bro, he came to the ring on just that came, like, came, for... came to the ring on some real like wild Samoa shit. Then he didn't have a um, he didn't have a twist yet. Didn't have a grill. He still had the face paint and shit. But you know he was you know he was still cool. And boy, he came out there. He put he he he, he put that reflect. Uh, <laughs> He put that Ric Flair pack in the air, dog. Damn, I, I really want y'all to go watch Umaga's debut and just see how bad he did Ric Flair. Like, I thought it was just over. As a kid, I'm looking like, this is no. a fucking monster in this fucking ring. This he, nigga just said, get him. <laughs> Umaga did the Ric Flair what Triple H should have did. He should have beat the shit out of that old man. And that's exactly what Umaga did. And you know what? Clap it up for Marvel, man, man. Man, fuck Rick Flair. I know the nigga backstage was like, yeah, by the time somebody about to put this old nigga out his me. 
you know that shit on SpongeBob, bro. How about it? How, how many, many times we gotta we gotta teach you this lesson? Oh, hey, stay your old ass in the back, nigga. Stop, stop coming out here winning fucking championships that you don't even deserve, man. Stay your old ass in the back. Go, go be a family man, dog. Shit, if they want to fuck with them, they that's not my business. That's go, go, go on to the back and get fucking Charlotte ready, bro. Like, <laughs> like, like on back then and, and fucking train her, man. But yeah, man, Mago beat the fuck out of him, man. You know, just stand there looking tall. And Armando holding it down, bro, making making sure bro stay calm for the most part. But that boy, you seen hold it, it down with, with them five big ass cigars in his fucking suit yeah, pocket, bro. Fam. But you seen in that look, you seen when Omaga came to that ring that this finna be this nigga finna be a problem. Like he's finna be out here. And like I said, I I, I I've never been a fan of the 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 big wrestler for big mm-hmm. wrestler's sake. But it, Umaga was just different, bro. He wasn't and a big I, slow nigga, bro. He wasn't a big. He's that. He's that's that's exactly what it was. Marco wasn't one of them like big daddy V ass niggas. Where he like his matches was just slow as shit. Like who like who Marco could could move. He let that athletic nigga at the uh, NFL combine. They run a good forty. Right. Like he at this point he was he was pretty much. And I know I might be getting ahead of myself, but he was pretty much a bigger Undertaker. Cause around it, like we we in peak Undertaker age right now, where he mm-hmm. can still get around the ring and shit. So you know, just seeing somebody, <laughs> and I ain't even gonna say young like that. Cause this is Umaga. I think um, I don't know how long it had been since he was Jamal when he was with uh, Three Minute Warning. You don't remember nothing about, about Three Minute Warning. Mm-mm. Three Minute Warning was a group. It was a tag team managed by Rico. And, you know, Rico was the, the like, buff gay nigga. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, yeah, they were managed by Rico. And pretty much, like, we, we, we gonna come in this match. And y'all niggas got three minutes. <laughs> we we gonna beat the shit out of y'all in, in, in three minutes. And that's pretty much what they did. Like, I, I, I don't know if you remember the clips that niggas used to always share on Twitter and shit. Like, bro, they, they really used to get away with this shit uh, back, back in the early 2000s. That was like three minutes one, just beating shit out. <laughs> that that was them like suplexing all the women and shit. But niggas getting jumped in everywhere. Oh, y'all want to be on this roster? And it's crazy because like, like, like Omar was hitting fucking body splashes on top of tables. Like, my yeah. nigga. Uh, I think he was uh, he was doing all this shit like Fubu jerseys. <laughs> he was doing all this shit like Fubu jerseys and goddamn uh, leather shorts, bro. man. Leather shorts and a Nike comeback pants. <laughs> <laughs> doing all this shit, the damn Nike gloves and shit, like wearing Air Maxes and shit. Like, yeah, bro. So I I, I think we may I think that that may have been like a year after he had been. Jamal So he He hadn't been on TV In a pretty long time I know his brother Um I can't even remember His brother's name At the time I'm blanking on that shit But his brother was uh, His brother His brother used Was in a tag team With uh Gregory Helms Gregory The Hurricane The, the Yeah the Hurricane <laughs> Love the Hurricane But his brother was uh He was the superhero In training AKA shit Yes, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty much the joke. Even though they were like a really good tag team together, like they were always fun to watch. That sound for me. I'm I'm feeling like I know who the fuck you talking about now. Yeah, um, I can't I can't Damn. believe I'm, I'm blaming on his name. That's actually I think I think that's that's Roman Reigns' brother. Word. Yeah, he passed a couple years ago. But yeah, like that, easy, that 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 like 
uh, Hurricane and, and, and him. Rosie. That's his name. Rosie. Rosie. Yeah, they like they were real fun tag team to watch. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, man. They just introduced new Marvel, y'all. But yeah, man. Um, we finally had our main event. The handi- the the stupid ass handicap match between Edge Triple H versus John Cena. A match that again, why the fuck would you agree to do some shit like this? <laughs> big balls, bro. Told you. He said he came in. I mean, big balls was a nigga remedial. One of them two. I don't. I don't. Well, he did play football. He was a lineman, so he probably did get that CTE early. <laughs> so that may be a turning point in this. But see, I, don't, I, I I I really don't think Cena was like no no meathead like that. Like I don't think he, he was one of them niggas that was like I I don't think Cena was one of them Gronk niggas. I feel like he was. I feel like he was a nigga that go out there and do a hundred percent, a hundred to ten percent at practice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying with the B squad. I just feel like he be on that type of time. Yeah, man. Uh, pretty much, we get a, a little backstage package, not a package, but a little backstage promo between Edge and um, Edge leading Triple H. But pretty much, they are they talking about how they, you know, they putting the past behind them and how t- tonight is is dedicated to like beating shit out of John Cena. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, Triple H is going along with, and I think they dab each other up. And as uh, they dab each other up as Edge's music hits, and like, <laughs> right, the look Triple H gives him, like, as soon as he walks out, as soon as he walks through fucking Gorilla, you see Triple H kind of turn his nose up, he like, cut his eyes, like, yeah, fucking lame man, nigga, but I'm, 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 I'm about to go ahead and do what the fuck I need to yeah, do. Yeah, he giving out camera vibes and paid him full when like, that shit was going out, bro. So. Nigga came, you know, everybody in the ring, you know, Edge there, Triple H there, Cena come out, Cena come out looking like, all right. Oh, time out, time out, fucking, um, I didn't know that Edge was wrestling in like 97s. <laughs> bro, I, I didn't know he was wrestling like all black 97s, bro. I had no clue that nigga was wrestling all black 97. Oh, God. Yeah, he was wrestling like straight up all black 97. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're stupid, bro. But I did not know that either, bro. So, you know, nigga got a little style. Edge is in my top I'm gonna say my villain top fives Edge is in my villain top fives Yeah man he, I, I I had no idea He was wrestling In in, uh, in 97's Like and, and I pay attention to shit like that Like Him wrestling in 97's Miz wrestling in fucking Prada's uh, of course, you got Shane that will wrestle in a fucking retro any you know, anytime. <clears throat> Batista uh, and Kobe Nines, nigga. <laughs> but Batista came back uh, in 2014. Mm-hmm. Damn, that that shit made me feel old as fuck because I was a senior. No, he came back. In, I think it was 2013 or 2014, and I remember he came back in them uh, Jordan 28s, the real, oh, the, yeah. the real long sock joints, and. Um, I remember being in my law and public safety class, like looking at the sneaker news page of them, like, bro, I want these so but bad. Wearing. Yeah, yeah, damn, that shit made me, it just made me feel. But anyway, nigga, I style, bro. Something weird I noticed was like Triple H looked a little puffy. Like mm-hmm. you look, like I know, I th- I think we passed because I know he was noticeably bigger in the. I ain't gonna say. The, Probably around 2003, 2004 I know uh, I think Him and Stephanie Were trying to have kids and shit So he was off of his roids and shit So he was like Noticeably puffy and shit But he just Either he was puffy 
or the games was just lying. Cause every single game Triple H was in, the nigga got the full fucking the the detailed ass six pack, and you see the nigga in real life. Yeah, and nigga just just big. They reminded me. You ever seen? Uh, so you seen Three Hundred, right? Yeah. You know there was a parody type movie of Three Hundred. Uh, I can't think of the name of it But they had a scene where All the soldiers and shit was getting ready to go to war yeah. And them niggas had the spray paint can With spray paint their abs <laughs> on them niggas I said yeah That's probably what Triple H on fam It might have been and like It would have been crazy Cause like um, It would have been crazy if he was cycling off Cause Well as a matter of fact, no. It, 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 let me scratch that. It wouldn't have been crazy because at, at this point, I don't think they were really testing heavy for steroids. Because I think, uh, I think when Chris Benoit did what he did, I think that's when they, I think that's when they originally started like testing heavy for steroids. So he he probably could have got away with it. So maybe he, maybe they just like were making unrealistic. <laughs> Proportions in the game or something. He thinks people were mad though. You know what I mean? With the crib and wild situation, you know, he about to shooting up, doing all that type stuff. That's know. the thing. Like, I don't think that, I don't think that many people were doing it. Right. So when that happened, and they, I think they brought in the the, the wellness policy with like it's like a three strikes type of thing. So I think when um, I don't think that many people were doing it. So the few niggas who was like. Going under the radar, getting away with them might have been the ones who, who were like really ticked off about it. Yeah, the type of time. Exactly. So yeah, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. It's like any. I don't know why, 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 why. It's a it's a handful of niggas in the WWE that like. Why would you ever trust them? Like why? And Triple H is at the top of that list, bro. I don't, I don't care. I know they say the enemy of my enemy is my friend. <laughs> why? Why would you ever think that he's gonna be on your side? Come on, it's like one dude that you just look at. Like he's at the top of the chain. He don't need you. Like if anybody is shiesty, it's Triple H. It's, it's Triple H, and of course it's Edge. But like you know, put the ski mask on that man, bro. Put the ski mask on that man. Faith. He was shiesty before shiesty was a thing. <laughs> He been doing it for years, you see. Yeah, man. Like I don't. I'm, blueprint. I don't know why anybody in their right mind. Why? Why would you trust Triple H? Why would you trust Chris Jericho? Why would you trust Edge, Randy Orton? All, like why? Why would you ever trust any of them niggas? Why? They just trying to hop on the wave, bro. Oh, oh, oh! What wave? They trying to be noticeable, bro. They trying to get the what? They trying to follow the footsteps of these niggas, man. Oh, they trying to get that rub. That's that's yeah, something like that, man. But. Like I said, um, to the match, um, to the match, bro. Look, look at this match, man. Like, at some point, like the E, they was getting real egregious with they like watch how Cena get out of this shit. Like they was doing this shit every single week where they would put him in like some wild situations and just like, like some some shit that you really think that like he 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 can't get out of this right. They turned him into a superhero, bro. That was John Cena, yeah, like, a superhero. Like, like I was joking about it before, but this is this feels like the birth of fucking Super Cena. Yeah, Super like, Cena. It was it, it was more noticeable and and it got really really bad in like the 2010s, but now like you can see it coming to where they 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 want to protect Cena at all times, at all costs. <laughs> yeah, man, that just. 
nothing really knows what happened in this match other than of course triple the, the 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 fucking obvious tribulation and edge turn on each other which is how Cena gets out of this but like let's go back to the beginning of the match of how it started though Triple H sat on the turnbuckle the whole time and said, "Hey, get in there, Tiger." Kept paying Edge like, "Hey, it's gonna get up in there, man." Which is the main reason why I, I would have turned at him and be like, "What, nigga? This is who the fuck you like? Let him go with it. Let him go with it's it. It's a team. Like we, 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 we supposed to whoop his ass. Yeah, you feel me? Look, and then Cena, a uh, one up Edge, bro. Edge down for the count. Man, Cena turned his back. Triple H started creeping off the turnbuckle. Cena was turned around, caught his head getting down. He was like, "Oh, oh, whoa, 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 you good, big player? Let me go and get my, let me get back in my damn seat." And nigga <laughs> sit his head right back down and wait. Look, man, one thing I did notice, bro, Cena didn't do not one wrist move in that whole. I think he was just, I thought he was just throwing them hoes and running. Bro, he was doing. Like niggas joke about the Kevin Nash, like what was it, five moves of doom? Like Cena got them same. <laughs> he gonna hit you with that shoulder block. He gonna hit you with, with that that reverse that, suplex, that twisting reverse suplex. Of course, she got the the fu, the stfu, all of that. Five like, knuckle shuffle. The five knuckle shuffle. He gonna. That's all he got, man. What else, Johnson? I don't. I can't my, take it nothing my, nigga, my nigga didn't hit Not one real move That I like match. an OP ad player On the game bro You just gotta hit Them four moves To get a KO <laughs> And then of course When Cena gets out of it Somehow Like For some reason He thinks that yeah, he like, Everything just gonna be cool With him and Triple H He's just gonna walk over And dap him up this nigga just pedigreed Edge, man. Like, what? He in that mode right yeah, now. Yeah, bro. Edge pissed him off. Uh, Edge speared him, didn't it? On mistake. Cena dodged him. He speared a uh, spear Triple H. I think so. And Triple H no down for a second. And then Cena and Edge going at it. <laughs> I think Edge got the uh, upper hand, but Triple H was like, "Get the fuck out the way!" Start beating the fuck out of Edge, bro. And then what? He pedigreed him a spine bust. I think he spine busted his ass. You know the celebration that. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, John Cena looking over there, just smiling in the corner, like, oh you, oh y'all don't fuck with each other.' <laughs> oh, so it really a triple threat in this motherfucker. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, I'm need Cena to, to like wisen up a little bit. Like I I get it. Sometimes the face gotta be dumb. But my nigga, like like be smart, man. man. Be smart, man. You gotta break the break the chain, bro. Oh, yeah, chain, man. That was that 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 was the 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 first Raw after Mania. How, how you I, as as a whole episode? How you feel about it? It was entertaining. Like for the most part, it was funny. So I got I got what I needed from the first night back. Got a new nigga on the roster, bro. Somebody they gonna come make some noise. Yeah. And all that and shit. So it was pretty cool. It kinda did what it I guess you say it kinda did what it needed to do. Yeah, it was a solid episode. They didn't give me too much, but they didn't disappoint me with that right. episode. It was, you could say it was a solid it was a really solid episode. Cause it like it did what it what it really needed to do. You know, you, you debut somebody, you kinda sure up whatever storylines you got going into the next pay per view and you know. Yeah. It's, it's it, it it was I right. like it was you could tell that you were coming to this for the entertainment side mm -hmm. and results. This is a result episode. But if you want to, if you, if you, if you want to come to the wrestling, like not if you want to come to the wrestling, if you really came for the wrestling, mm -hmm. SmackDown is where you need to be. SmackDown, did but fuck it, did. Before we get to SmackDown, like we said earlier in the episode, man, uh, this has been a a very 
interesting past few days. And because it well, let's let me not jump let me not jump right into that. Um if you don't know, which I, I don't I think we mentioned it last episode, me and Dizel work at the same job. Mm-hmm. And we deal with the public. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which isn't really favorable. And we go through a lot of we go through a lot of dumb shit at our job. So um instead of us holding all that in at the job, we decided that we gonna use our space right now. We gonna take a minute out of every single episode to vent about the fucking job. Now this isn't a, this isn't I get a minute and he gets a minute, which is one minute straight. We get a share minute of us just getting a, to 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 rant about work, no matter what it is, because get my time right. <laughs> Working in customer service, man, I I really don't know. How people do this for for ten twenty years? Yeah, man, making this just like they they life's goal is to work in retail. Because I've been doing it for a couple of years, and I promise you, like <sighs> I didn't came from skating rink working with kids. You know what I'm saying? You know, kids and they adolescents age. You know how bad these little niggas is. And that's but, the thing, bro. Like working with kids and then having to turn around and deal with with grown with folks. adults, bro. I'm thinking grown folks being being. Equally stupid. I'm thinking it's bad with the kid because they ain't got no sense. You know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe y'all young niggas ain't getting raised right. But then I come to over here the damn the shoe store. These motherfuckers acting goddamn same way. So fuck all y'all niggas that come in this store. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let's, 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 let's go. Let's go. Man, let's, let's see, go get it. Got, all right. Almost got out of the way. All right. So right now, our mini is. You already, you already got your pulled up. You gonna press it the same time. All right. One, two, three. Fuck y'all niggas for coming in this store Ask for this bullshit all the motherfucking time, dog. We ain't got no motherfucking forces Ain't no retro sitting on this shelf You come in this store and start fucking shit up all the goddamn time No, this normal shit for most folks in retail hey, nigga, I just spent 20 motherfucking minutes Throwing up the goddamn shirt man. Look at your eyes and you, and you come over here and grab the motherfucker. You, you taking and putting shoes in the wrong goddamn size section And all that You got the next nigga confused as fuck And to that motherfucking nigga that came up in that motherfucking store And bought all that motherfucking champion gear Fuck you nigga Ain't no And you knocked down You knocked down my mannequin You knocked down my hangers bro You looked at it Act like you gonna pick the shit up But you didn't Now I'm pissed off about it Man fuck that I'm gonna say that nigga man Man fuck Perk man. man Fuck that nigga man I don't give a Also fuck man nigga. stop 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 bringing out dirty ass kids in there Not not cleaning their ass Fucking up all the force we do. Oh god, bro, y'all put y'all dirty ass kids feet in them shoes and the same thing goes from goddamn door. And somebody wanna buy that shoe cause the last side and they see all that dirt right there. Also, man, y'all, y'all niggas need to learn how to read, man. Alright, man. We got <laughs> time is up, gang. Time is up. Back to the regular schedule program, man. I feel a lot better. Uh, but next week, bro, it, it, it feels it feel, it feel so good to get out of my chest. Yeah, bro, I just wanted to be heard about like <clears throat> Just the dumb shit we encounter, bro. bro it, it feels so good to get that off my Because even though I do say most of the same shit at the job, it just, like most of the time it should be pent up. Yeah, bro. So some shit I can go back to and just listen. And be like, damn, I was fed up that day. I'm gonna look back at this shit one day. Like, ho- 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 hopefully this this helps us cope. With the, the amount of stress that fucking job puts us on, on guy, and y'all need to fuck with us so we can get the fuck out that goddamn position. <laughs> we need to blow. <laughs> also, man, uh, we we know it's it's way too early to be talking about this, but sooner or later we gonna introduce a we gonna introduce our Patreon. It's already set up and all that, but yes, uh, we're trying to get a couple of episodes in D twelve. We finally get a rhythm. 
And then we're going to start trying to drop bonus content for y'all from whether that be uh, reviewing certain pay-per-views that y'all want us to view. Uh, like, like I said on Twitter, trying to get Zell to stream so we so we can play some of these wrestling games and, and, and get some of these walk uh, walkthroughs in. Yeah. Or, you know, on my side of the table, like anytime we make any type of merch, you know, getting you discounts, getting you, you know, the, on whatever... Um, Whatever level you sign up for, you know, you may get lucky enough to get a free shirt every time I drop something. Telling you, man, the ID brand, bro. Next up, ID brand. These ideas is crazy, bro. Wait till they start hitting. It's actually crazy, dog. Cause like when I got these stickers made, like that's the first time I've had something made of my own that I got made. Like when I, when I made this stuff alone. That was different. Like yeah, when I made the stuff alone, that was different. When I made the stuff for wanted, that you know. It was cool seeing something I made on somebody's body, but the fact that I, I you know, I paid for that. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's me. Yo, creativity, okay. nigga, you did that. So yeah, man. I'm just a model, y'all. If y'all ever want, you know, something about me, man. My uh, IG always in the bio and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, we 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 been, we been trying to get his Twitter page back for the longest, man. Yeah, man. I'll, if if anybody if anybody we know anybody that listens to this podcast knows how to get fucking Twitter accounts back, please help us out because we 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 need we need my boy's account back. We really <laughs> we really need my boy's account back, man, because he was he was you was kind of Twitter for like anytime man, anytime you would tweet something. Man, I was Twitter fame fam, man. I'm talking about everybody me the long way, ain't man. And it's crazy, like as soon as we. Started coming together to to, ah. to get the podcast going. My nigga account gets like sniped. Man, they sniped my shit for copyright and free. I mean, I don't even know what the fuck. Which I is did, crazy, bro. like you never post like these that. niggas ain't tell me what I did, bro. They just just shot me down, bro. And I just knew, man, I had a lot of people on there that was gonna support for show for show. So I'm glad that the ones that are here, I appreciate y'all for still sticking with me. Even though I ain't got my content and no shit like that, man. I'm still the same old nigga, man. Just follow me. I don't even know my ad name no more because I hate it so goddamn much. <laughs> but you know what, man? Fuck it. We gonna, we, we gonna blow that new page up. We gonna do it. This podcast is gonna get all the love it deserves and we and we gonna take that new account to the next level. I appreciate y'all, man. What you do, man? Because one thing I love, man, I love getting on my social media and talking some bullshit and making y'all laugh, bro. <laughs> but enough of, uh, enough of our personal issues and shit. Yeah, man. It's commercial. We getting into what I think is the best episode this week. Uh, the best thing we watched so far. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's the first episode of Friday Night Smackdown after Mania. Now, even though they didn't get off to a good start, because the first thing we see is them, like, announcing that they running back, like, a match I didn't enjoy, which was... Red Mysterio and Randy Orton. Uh, I didn't really like that because, like I said, you know, niggas re-rocking old shit from Mania is never really a favorite thing of mine. But you know, getting what we gonna get in this episode, I I take it with a grain of salt any day, so, anytime. It was Ray and Ray Mysterio match. It was Ray and I, they ran Ray, Ray I mean, and Randy back first match. No, it wasn't the first. Oh, 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 oh. No, 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 it wasn't the first match. I think it might be like the third or fourth match. Oh, I was like, damn, I done fucked myself up. I done forgot. <laughs> that damn fat, man. Leave your drawers alone, man. <laughs> you know what, man? We, we, we ain't no drug. Don't be like uh, them niggas on Euphoria doing the damn dog food. <laughs> Shout out to my nigga Rue, man. She's still hanging in the. What if you just said, man? I keep that dog food like on Rollo. Like, <laughs> Mm-mm, man, yeah, leave, leave that shit alone, bro. But first match of the night, SmackDown, uh, SmackDown, man. 
First match of the night, man. It's Eminem. First match of the night, and it's I would it might be, it might be the best match. I want to wanna say the best match of the night. Cause. Eminem versus the Hooligans, dog. When I tell you, I'm so happy to finally get like quality tag team wrestling, bro. I'm so happy to finally get tag, like quality tag team. Yeah, wrestling. bro. Like the energy was there. Like soon as like soon as Eminem came out, bro. You got Johnny Nitro and you got Mercury, man. Then you got you know who in the motherfucking middle. You got Jose <laughs> coming through this motherfucker. You got Melina and we and we just we just went back and saw Melina in the Rumble from this year. And yeah, boy, she. And I'm like, damn, I didn't just, even know she was like like that. You know, I ain't know she kept it going, bro. When she got away from them niggas. <laughs> I thought they were drag her down. Yeah, man. I, I as a kid I hated Eminem I hated Eminem Cause you know Of course they were The bad guys But I always thought That the way they wore Their belts was just cool as it Man them niggas Was fresh as fuck bro Coming out with the Big Mink song bro <laughs> Bro the Big Mink jackets The fucking the 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 pants with the damn mink cuffs on them. Them shits was hard. Johnny Nitro wearing Nikes. I always thought that shit was yeah. hard. And then the way they wore their belts. The belts. And then good. learning like later on down the line that it was kind of like a fuck you to the niggas that, that didn't believe that they was gonna beat it. Yeah, bro. Like, bro, we on some different type of time. We on some different shit. Fuck their belt, but we gonna hold them though. <laughs> we gonna make sure y'all fuck niggas don't get them. Like on some uh on some on some Nitro shit. Like yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, man, but. Oh, if, if, there, if there's one, if there's one thing to compare Raw and SmackDown to is that they, they, it seems like they just as freaky on SmackDown because the way they was milking up Melina doing her split. Oh, like, oh, oh, there you go, there you go. <laughs> oh my God, I look at that. Like, I, right, like, I get it, bro. That's that. I don't know, man. I know, I know who that was catering to. Like, I know who they were too. They they they, they, they they was catering exactly to me. <laughs> <laughs> that was they, they was catering to a little nigga full of hormones, dog. Uh, young that, freaking nigga. That was for the, the young freaking niggas and the old freaking niggas. That's what that shit was for. <laughs> Yeah, man. I, like, I really did enjoy this match. Even on some of the commentary, man. Listening to listening to Michael Cole break down what it means to be a tag team specialist was refreshing to hear after damn near a year of listening to uh, Jr. and Jr. and and, and Lawler try to convince me why I should pay attention to this big show and Kane match. Well, dun, 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 dun. I'm like, yeah, God damn, every week, bro. Every goddamn week. Bro. But, bro, seeing these, some real niggas come out there was really fucking refreshing. And I love them niggas, you know, Brian Kitchen, them. Because, like, when Eminem came to the ring, you know, Melina about to do her split with the root. These niggas came from backstage. They didn't even get their interest in <laughs> They came from backstage and snatched Melina up while she was doing the split, bro. They almost kidnapped right, Shorty. Right. They snatched Melina up and was kind of like holding her by her legs, bro. <laughs> bro, bro she spread you, dog. They just holding her ass up around the ring. Like, friend, what are we doing, bro? Man, we finna take, we finna take y'all trophy, nigga. We want them belts. You want your bitch or you want their belts? You know, these bitch got to go. You, you know, that's crazy. Like, well, the one thing I hated about this shit was like, I hated that. The hooligans didn't make it into they didn't make it into SmackDown versus Raw until like after they broke up. Damn. Yeah, they made it into I think it was SmackDown versus Raw '09, which is when Brian Kendrick broke off in his own shit with Ezekiel Jackson. So by the time so by the time the game it came out, like they had already split up, which is crazy because Paul London was in SmackDown versus Raw '06. 
they had been a tag team since I think two thousand. I think they had been a, they had been a certified tag team since two thousand five in in the E, and it was just like you know it just sucked not being able to play with them. Yeah, bro, cause it was man, they skill sets together was just perfect, bro. But one thing, even though I, I I am enjoying or I did enjoy having. Or seeing a, a quality tag team match. You want to know something I did? I, I, I didn't. I didn't enjoy having back. What? Fucking Melina though. Her screaming. Excuse me. Oh yeah, she always be wild. Now. She she did every like. It doesn't matter if it's a singles match with just Mercury or Nitro. Every other minute is. Like, like, I'm, not, I'm not trying to hit it. Hit me out. That's a down bitch, bro. I'm talking about she does. She cheat young and she's gonna help you for sure. I know you had Edge and Lita, you know what I'm saying, and all that. But I don't know. Melina, like, she used to go the extra mile. Lita used to get her ass whooped too, though. Yeah, she's a for, for, for vouching for that nigga. Melina, a damn bitch, man. It's, especially especially if you heard them stories about her and fucking Batista, dog. No, yeah, Batista, that nigga has some shit to say about her. But, uh. <laughs> we ain't gonna get too far. I'm gonna get back to the match. I, <laughs> I don't know if I've just been deprived of quality tag team quality tag team wrestling overall, but this this match it felt like one of the matches that they used to teach tag like heel and face tag teams how to work together. Yeah, bro. That's a good that's a good Because the chemistry man. in the ring just felt so good from you know them doing the cutoff spots to the hot tags and all of that. It felt like this is a textbook match. Yeah. Except well nah and not no no except they did exactly what they need to be done. But Kendrick was getting his ass beat the whole match. And he couldn't even tag in Paul, bro. I'm talking about Johnny and Mercury is literally beating the shit out of him. Like, if you need to rewatch it again, they was not letting this nigga get to the damn rope to tag in Paul. But when Paul finally and, got and, in, and that's, that, that's exactly what I mean by it's the perfect Exactly the perfect it, shit. That, that's, that's how it's supposed that, to be. That's the number one tactic, man. Keep, keep one of them. Keep the nigga in the ring on your on your side. Yeah, bro. And, and shit, you got a fresh set of legs waiting on the side of the rope. So if you once exactly. you get to him, you got see the match, the match already going on for six, seven minutes already in. Right. Of Kendra just getting beat. Finally tagging up Paul. That's a fresh leg. That's another five minutes because the match was pretty long. The match was like I say about thirteen minutes long, yeah. but it was entertaining the whole time. I give it a ten out of ten. I enjoy, I enjoyed it. Like I, I'm, I'm. As soon as that match ended, I was on my day So Like I, I gave it six stars. Yeah, <laughs> I gave it six stars, man. I, I, I really did love that match, man. Like it was, like I said, I don't know if I had just been deprived, deprived of good tag team wrestling, but just seeing it, it was so refreshing to get to, bro. It, on a sour note, though, the draft is coming up, and I don't think we're gonna get. This match any time. I don't think we're gonna get this match again anytime soon. I think when I think because the draft is coming up, mm -hmm. that Eminem might have to lose them belts because I, I don't think they carry them over the road. But I think that they eventually lose them to uh, to the Williams. I can't wait till we get to the draft though. Because the draft back when they were doing the draft back in the early days of the draft, it was always fun. Because you know, even though you know before. I knew how some of the draft would work. It was always fun, like, you know, it was always fun just wondering, like, right, who's going where? Yeah. And then you get moments, like, in the first draft, I think, when Undertaker got drafted to, I think he got drafted to SmackDown, and, like, he threw a fit. Yeah, I, I kind of. I wanted all my favorite people on Raw. <laughs> I ain't okay. I like SmackDown, don't get me wrong, but I just, I don't know, man. 
Broadway just felt like the 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 main focus to me. Cause I just I guess it was too many major names over there for me at the time. The only reason I really was at SmackDown for the most part was because of guess who? Randy Orton. <laughs> As I don't think I ever had a a favorite when it came to who got drafted where. I re- I really don't think I had one because no, not a favorite. I don't think I don't I don't think I had a preferred spot with somebody would get drafted. Cause yeah. I don't, I don't know I, I, I just I think I enjoy Watching the draft More than just seeing Who went where That was the fun part As well Yeah I just mm, I know Monday nights Because after Coming home from a Monday at school Man It was just old with, It was just old with, like, I need something To make my Monday better I just yeah. feel the tear I feel like flying <laughs> Might as well watch some flying And then Friday You know Friday nights We still in With we still like to do stuff on Friday nights as kids. I think try to go to the movies or Taco Bell or something. So I kind of be out the mix sometime on Friday nights. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I mainly watch Raw because mm-hmm. uh, I don't think. Well, I, I know we had UPN, but I don't think I ever. I don't think it ever clicked for me to go turn to UPN to go watch SmackDown. Yeah. So yeah, if I did have a, a a preferred destination for some of my favorite guys to go to, it probably would have been wrong. I feel that. That's how I felt about it. But enough, enough of that 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 amazing amazing tag team match. We going on to our next segment. We got we got to have an intervention with Teddy Long and these zoo suits, bro. Oh yeah, bro. Teddy, <laughs> Teddy, Long, Teddy awesome. Long and these Steve Harvey suits with like fifteen buttons on. Them, I think he inspired Steve Harvey, man. I think Steve Harvey must have been a wrestling fan just seeing Teddy Fisman like. It's crazy because like looking at looking at uh, Teddy Long, bro. It's kind of like, well. He's never been able to dress in the <laughs> WWE for like, even when he was a manager, bro. Like Teddy Long, he had that he had that bald and Jerry Curl, but was wearing like the loosest do rag I ever seen in my life. Yeah, bro, he just looked like he was sick. I'd say like he just stole this suit from somebody in the back room. <laughs> Nigga wearing cane suit. Yeah, man. Um, Him and LeBron them got their same suits from the same place. You know, LeBron they got drafted <laughs> around that time, so that was all in the same city. That's what Lil Durk got. Nigga, <laughs> 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 that's what Lil Durk got that suit from. <laughs> that big suit that draft like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's exactly what he got that suit from. But he got that suit from Teddy Long. But yeah, man, we got a bad state segment between what well, we kind of recapping what actually happened with um, with Booker T, Charmel, and all of the freaks. And I think I brought this up earlier in the episode, but seeing this, no, I brought this up last week. Uh, while I was watching this segment, I, it caught, it, you know, I kind of caught myself looking. And I was like, all right, one, two, three. There's a lot of niggas on screen. <laughs> <laughs> I said, but it's the nigga segment. Bro, there's a lot of niggas on screen. What channel are we on? You had, did my little Googles, looked it up. We still on your pen. Mm hmm. We hadn't switched over to, to the CW yet, so I'm glad we still we still kind of get black, you know, black SmackDown. Nigga Network. <laughs> <laughs> I was happy to see a little segment going on. It was just basically Booker T just saying, "Oh yeah, man, we got a restraint order, nigga Boogeyman." So, uh, you know, they came in that happy. They came in that cheesing, dancing. Oh, we got that out the way. No more Boogeyman. <laughs> Can't get it now, nigga. Bro, man. <laughs> How scared of a nigga named the Boogeyman? Like, number one, what? 
What type of thought process you gotta go to to say, you know, you know what's gonna stop a nigga named the boogeyman? A restraining order. A restraining order, man. <laughs> now, Teddy, I want you to keep him away from me. Nah, this, this nigga got supernatural powers, and you think that a little piece of paper is gonna keep him from like whooping your ass? Like, what you think he a vampire and just like a piece of wood and a cross form or something? But I think the fun, the the fun. <laughs> The funniest part of this segment was when Booger T told him that he had a restraining order against the boogeyman. He was like, "So yeah, look, no, no matter what, no matter what you think you can do, he can't touch me. And even if he does touch me, I'm suing you for everything you got. I'm taking all that. I'ma even sue you for that tacky ass that you got." <laughs> Nigga finna make a bed spread out of that bitch. Give it that the first thing I brought about Teddy Long was him and these Zusus. Yeah, bro. He might just win it, bro. But <laughs> 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 yeah, man, that leads us to uh the actual Booker T match. Against Gunner. Gunner Scott. I call him Gunner. Gunner, yeah, Gunner Scott, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gunner Scott. Um young Gunner, young Gunner. his story is pretty interesting. I was watching the um before I even thought about doing this this rewatch, I I'm a big fan of uh, I'm a big fan of um uh Wrestling with Regret. And he did a little series where he was going down a list of um of like Ruth of ruthless aggression dudes who you just don't remember. And Gunnar Scott was on this list. And as soon as I saw his name, like it all clicked and I remembered. So if for those who don't know, Gunnar Scott was like a really talented dude they had down in developmental and he was kinda he was, you know, he was above the rest. So he, you know, they were, I think the original plans for him were, they were going to pair him up with Chris Benoit, and he was going to be sort of, you know, an apprentice or the heir to Chris Benoit. So he was, you know, you know how folks say, you know, he, he's the second coming to Michael Jordan, that type of shit? Yeah. They, they was like, he was going to be the second coming to Chris Benoit. And uh, I didn't, I didn't think that it happened. Um. I, I I thought that they were gonna like build up to it, but apparently, you know, they had already been doing it. So by the time we get this match, which he holds up his own. Oh, bro, he was in that match for real, bro. I'm talking about Booker was looking astonished. Like, hold on, bro. Like this this wasn't one of them regular. Um, what you think is is gonna be a squash match? Well, the new guy that nobody really knows we comes in, you know, maybe maybe gets a couple moves in, and then you know. <laughs> Gets pinned and then that's it. No, he was holding his own. Like you can see in some of the moves that he was doing that he's kind of next up. Yeah, I was. I could tell from that because at first, I, like I didn't know who, who Gunner was. I thought he was just one of those guys, you know, like you were just explaining. So after I seen him doing his thing, I was like, hmm, hold on, this might be somebody on the roster for real. This might be somebody different to come, you know, do something because he up here holding in with Booker T, like holding up with this dude. Exactly. He was going blow for blow for him, and um, it was a pretty good match until. The boogeyman intervened, which <laughs> quote unquote, which led to somebody on commentary saying, "Is he gonna defy a restraining order?" <laughs> this nigga's name is the boogeyman. Y'all don't even know his real name. I don't think he abides by U.S. law, though. But how you how you gonna find him when they you know how to introduce people with their names and where they from? They don't even got no parts unknown. Parts, uh, how y'all gonna get him? How you gonna serve a nigga? You don't even know where he live. What you gonna catch him in the middle of a match? <laughs> the referee gonna be the, the, the nigga after the match when he win the pinfall. He be like, here you go, nigga. You won this as well. Yeah, man. But yeah, like like we said, Gun Scott, he looked really good in this match. And looking, you know, seeing some of his clips before, you know, I had even you know started this, he looked like the real deal. 
that he looked like even without the the Benoit rub, he really could have been worth something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. So that was a good match. Uh, Boogeyman entrance interrupted that. Booker T almost shit his pants. You know, Charmette. You know, she about to run out the arena. She was headed back to the crib. She about to leave him there. When the lights came back on, there was no Boogeyman. Man. So. Gone ahead, got the little quick pinfall. The, the nice W on here, Rick. Quick pinfall, roll up, man. It didn't matter. Like, he looked good in the match. Yeah, bro. So I was satisfied with the. Like, even after what happened, happened. Like, they should have, like, kept him around. Yeah. Because I know ever since Eddie passed, they have been trying their hardest to find somebody to fill their void in the Mexican market. So, you know, the countless amount of folks who have come in the company and just flamed out because there's nobody that could, you know, even compare to Eddie. You would think that when you get somebody that's kind of, I guess you could say, a region of Chris Benoit, after that, after the tragedy happened, like they would keep him around. So for the folks that even today, like still beg for him to be mentioned or, you know, Want to keep his legacy alive in the company? Just you would think that they would keep him around so that you, you have something. You, you could give them folks something so like, that they would shut up about. We ain't giving you Chris, but he'll damn. Like, <laughs> so that was a good. That was a good quick match. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah, like I said, I I uh, I thought that they were gonna build up to the Christian Watt thing, but gonna go backstage and the first person we see. It's Christian coming out to fight against Simon Dean. Simon Dean, which funny enough, I always thought Simon Dean was Jamie Kennedy playing the character because <laughs> he looks just like Jamie Kennedy, bro. Like he looked exactly like Jamie Kennedy. So for my whole life, I always thought that, that was Jamie Kennedy. Bro, the nigga was just funny. I, I, I already knew when you seen them come out, you already knew what type of time it was finna be on for the most part. But then, wait, who? Simon Dean or Crippin Walk? I'm talking about when you seen both of them come out, you like, oh, you gonna you go think, oh, Crippin Walk finna come beat the hell out of you know, Simon Dean. <laughs> Actually, um, I, something that clicked with me when I was watching this back, I don't know if you know about DDP. DDP. Diamond Dash Page. You know, the Bang, the Diamond Cutter. It's half a million now, yeah. Was really big in WCW, came to the E and kind of just like fizzled out. They gave him like a really weird stalker gimmick where he was stalking um, the Undertaker and, and his wife. But um, DDP has this thing called DDP Yoga, which is kind of, you know, it's been known to save a lot of wrestlers' lives. Like it happened with Razor Ramon and Jake the Snake where they were like really down bad until they locked in with him. And then he got the health in order. Dang. And so it didn't click with me, but it didn't click with me all these years until I was watching it. And seeing Simon Dean do the uh, the Simon system, I was like, is this is this a joke on DDP Yoga? Because there's no real reason to do like the workout gimmick. They felt neat And I just You know I, I just kind of put You know Two and two and two together But for the most part The match was kind of You know It was basically Just a squash um, Oh so, You gotta go back To the entrance right quick I wanna go back To the entrance The way. entrance on the On the <laughs> moped bro On the No what's it called The uh, Scooter Damn what's it called it's the it's the tall names with, with the big wheels. I think two wheels. I'm Segway. Segway. The nigga came out of the Segway. Yes, Segway. The nigga came out of the Segway. Try to run Chris Benoit over. 
and Chris Benoit clothesline that nigga to hell. Nah, he going full speed down the ramp on a segue. Chris Benoit just kind of like takes that nigga head off. And then you see the segue just kind of flail and flop over in the back. You know what I'm saying, bro? I said that. That's it. That's the uh, conclusion of the match right there. That clothesline going to determine how this stuff going, bro. Yeah, man. Just. Damn, Chris, because you want to talk about undefeated themes in wrestling. Chris Benoit theme is so hard, bro. Yeah, bro, for sure. Even even though that's not the original version, like the the original version is pretty much the same song, just doesn't have as much you know grime to it. When you hear that song coming, you 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 know what's going on, and it fit him perfectly, bro. It's like, like, like perfect just, song for this well, nigga. It, it kind of fit him a little too a perfect. Too good. Yeah, high yeah, sight. It kind of fit him a little too perfect. High sight, but yeah, his thing was always hard, bro. Yes, what he said. I'm. Uh, you know, we know, we we know, we know. We know. Go we know. We know. We know. We know. We in the middle of the, I thought, was it in the middle or was it after? It was after, I want to say. JBL comes on the screen and he is, he, he, he healed it up to the fullest. Six, like, I, six nine, bro. So, <laughs> JBL is a supreme troll, my nigga. Six nine for sure, bro. That nigga, that nigga had a whole little promo video, man. <laughs> Nigga shot a promo to shit on your parade, bro. Like I got nigga shot a promo because he beat your because he beat your ass at Mania. He might just beat Simon Dean, nigga. But look, I took that belt last night. <laughs> it is crazy, man. Because um, I had went back and watched some 2008 Raws. Oh well, no, I think it was two. It was it's like 2007, 2008 Raws, and at some point, um, at some point. Um, at some point, JBL has a feud with Chris Jericho. He, he has a feud with Chris Jericho, and um, he makes his debut on Raw. And it's become a joke now that uh, anytime like Batista or somebody big, no, anytime like uh, Brock or somebody big comes back that has power, that. As soon as they do their entrance nowadays, they've used up the pyro budget for the whole year. <laughs> Dog, when I tell you, JBL made his debut on Raw, and the nigga had his pyro going for like a good 20 minutes, bro. Oh, yeah. Bro, they had every night. single pyro going off. Like, they, they would do the whole show opening set. Then they would do the ones that come down, yeah, the ones that rain down, <laughs> like the little Dudley boys shit. They will let, they will make you think that it's over and let it breathe for a little bit, and then it will bring all of them back. I'm talking about you said you had all the bitches on, bro. And like, bro, it was hilarious because, like, fam, why, bro? Flashy nigga, I'm JB. Man, that's a myth. I told you Donald Trump for Donald Trump, bro. He had to come in there and do his thing, bro. He man, didn't have my, to know who he was. When my nigga was feuding with Eddie, dog, that motherfucker was down. <laughs> he was down at the borders. <laughs> he was down at the borders talking about, hey, man, take y'all ass back to where y'all came, bro. He said, hey, I'm finna send Eddie right over there with y'all niggas, so y'all just stay posted. <laughs> man. Oh, man. Ooh, but, man. Um, what match we had after that? Um, was it Kurt? I think it was uh, a cut. It was a backstage with Kurt Angle and Randy Orton. 
Yeah, it was a bad stage segment with Kurt Angle and Randy Orton. And, um, oh, Nick, no. Nah. What? The way Kurt came, bro. Randy Orton back here chilling, bro. He really bad there cooling. This nigga Kurt Angle come out of frame, bro. <laughs> sweating. <laughs> sweating hard as hell. Bro, looking like he just came out of pool. Bro, looking like he just ate one of them. Jiggles or something, boy. I'm talking about this man swing like he popped mine in the club. But that nigga Kirk was on a perk a thousand. <laughs> like he 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 wasn't even talking to Randy. Randy was just standing there looking at him. He was like, ah! I'm like, what? He was like, ah! I'm like, okay, this nigga off them drugs, bro. <laughs> Cutest song. Yeah, I'm off these motherfucking drugs. I be tripping. I ain't worried. Just like, get yeah. it's. I, it was kind of just a. a, a a redo of the Batista Randy Orton segment before uh, at Mania 22 when Batista was like, it doesn't really matter which one of y'all win. I'm yeah. coming back to kick one of y'all ass and get yeah, my belt and back. They, and they keep disrespecting my nigga. Kurt Angle slapped him. He slapped Randy Orton. He did he slap Randy Orton. I forgot about that. But my nigga ain't no hoe though. But he ain't no hoe, man. He definitely showed that in, in the next match, man. We finally get our first match with Rey Mysterio as champion. And it's about to be a long reign because they hold bells up. Man, fuck that, man. I don't even want to talk on it. You speak on it. First off, first off, first off, burning my light, amazing. Burning my light is such a good thing, bro, because it fit my nigga so well. Everything about him perfect. I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> I don't even know what I what I need to say about this nigga, man. But yeah, man. Ray came out. He was really like, he was really putting on for he was really putting on for the Mexicans, man. Came out with the red and the green and the white. And I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think Ray Mysterio would have been just as successful if he was like a couple inches taller? Because given that most of his storylines are always. Yes. Give it okay, give it the most of his storylines are kind of always built around him being the underdog. Do you think he would have still been been successful? I think he still would have been successful because he he still I think he still would have been moving how he moving. But I feel like he probably would have he could have thrown a couple more moves in his arsenal. Some moves he wouldn't be able to do anymore. Could a couple inches maybe. I now. think no homo. I think <laughs> I think um, I think it might have been more realistic. I guess. Definitely Like him getting out of Some of these situations Would have been more realistic Cause you got guys That like Kinda have not, I ain't gonna say They have the same movesets But kinda guys that, that wrestle the same way Like Ray Phoenix That are like Taller than You know Ray Mysterio That you know They've had some success But I wanna say They haven't had Good single success Like that Yeah So Yeah It, it, it was just a thought That just popped into my head Like you know would he still be the same Ray we know and love? He was like a couple inches tall. Yeah, I always thought about that because we were saying he's a little nigga, but then I thought about it. I was like, yeah, I think he'd still be doing the same thing. I think he probably would have been bigger, maybe. Probably would have done more stuff. Also, watching Ray come out, it kind of crossed my mind like, do we th- do you think that this room that that this rain that it is that Ray is about to go on is pretty much a Eddie Guerrero proxy run? A little of both. I think the beginning of it was not even a lot of the beginning. I want to say like twenty five percent of, it. maybe less than that. I feel like because I, I don't think I don't think they had any plans on putting the the main title on Eddie. I know his the original uh, the original plans for Mania was supposed to be 
uh, Eddie and Sean, Sean but still I, I don't think it was ever in the plans for him to be you know the main guy well, him to be you know the main champion I just think he's gonna be a consistent guy that's it consistent he'll get championships like he'll hold I know he'll probably hold what's your name to my Eddie no I was talking about like like I mean if Ray if Eddie had another pass I don't think they were planning on putting the belt on him Soon, like I know the to my Eddie or Ray Eddie. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I said I feel like he still would have been like consistent in the game, of course. But right. I think he would have been a champion a lot of the time. Like I don't know if he probably got WWE champion. I know he'll probably had hold some United States in the continent. Yeah, that was forever. that was that was his move for a while. Yeah, like, he um. Like he was a secondary title guy. Like anytime and you need you need somebody to hold that, that US title down for a while, That's, give it to Eddie. Yeah, him and Benoit was the ones, you know. Yeah. So I feel like it would have kept going, it would have been good. But the match with Ray and Orton, it was a lot of reversals, you know what I'm saying? Um Randy a lot of reversals. Like Did you see the drop kick though? Bro, I I think I posted the drop kick on my Twitter because that shit caught me off guard. Like my name. <laughs> My nigga tried to springboard over the top rope, and Randy with, with his perfect drop kick the catches best that nigga at the right time and kicks that nigga right back over the rope. Just man. look at him like, nigga, stop out of little flying around and shit. Come fight, bro. I'm tired of you. Well, I think I said, um, I think I think I brought up if this Ray Rain is an Eddie Rain by proxy because I think what what brought that to my mind was watching the match and seeing Ray have Eddie's. Like tight, like he had his tight design on his pants, mm -hmm. and so they kind of made me think, like, okay, we like we gonna get this to Ray because you know we want to send we want to send Eddie out. I guess you know it, it. It sounds a little awkward now. It made more it made more sense when I when I originally thought about it. Mm -hmm. I still see where you're going with it, but I ain't mad. But I'm mad. I like let Ray have his shine. I hate it had to be on Randy Orton, but it is what it is. All I know is, like, during this whole match, I was begging this nigga to stop pointing at Eddie and follow up on a move. Because he would do a move, point to the sky, Randy would counter. Do a move, point to the sky, Randy would counter. Like, bro, like, just follow up, my nigga. Just get do the 619 and get out of here, man. <laughs> do the 619, do that police-ass dropping the dime move you, you mm -hmm. was calling, and, and, and just get the fuck out of the match. Yeah. I just... Also, um, I, I love Randy Orton's moveset, bro. It's so diverse. I love his moveset because he, he's got a couple moves that, like, really, them bitches is hard hitting. Like, when he does his neck breaking, where, like, he, he catches the nigga and kind of, like, breaks them over his own back. Mm-hmm. That's different, bro. That's different. That, his power slam off the, off the rope rebound because he does it so quick. Uh, of course, you got the 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 apron DDT. Well, no, the the hung rope DDT where he just he'll catch you in the ropes. He'll drag you out to the deep end. Didn't even see that. For a bit. Didn't even see that yet. And then he'll, he'll drop you down. Just yeah, man. Um, but, but that skill set wasn't enough to win that title back that night. Sadly, wasn't enough to win that title back, man. But. Randy, I believe, like, Randy's time is coming. I, 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 sir, Mr. Randy Orton, sir, your time is coming. And guess what? I'm a boast on you, nigga. I got you. But even though I didn't like all the shit with, with, with Ray still 
like doing the shit with Eddie. Like it's obvious that SmackDown is is the the wrestling show. Like this is the show for niggas that have that come strictly for the wrestling. Like, yeah. If you don't really care about some of these storylines, you can always enjoy some of this wrestling because this this match was amazing. All of the twists and turns and and you know. It was still a good match, bro. Yeah. It was, like I'm saying, like I may sound like I don't like it because I ain't like the outcome, but overall, they still did what they needed to do for real. Oh, something I brought up to you earlier was, uh, well, not earlier, but a couple of days ago, was I think Randy, I think he did a RKO and he like went into the future for a second because he did the fucking Apex Predator tongue when mm-hmm. he get up on his knuckles. Mm-hmm. Ever like, I was pointing at the screen like, oh shit, oh shit. Man, like how can you not like that energy, bro? Bro, he, bro I, I go back and forth all the time on which order is better. Legend Killer or, or fucking Apex Predator Randy Orton. It's just seeing him do that, like, all right, man, like, Randy, Randy, Randy might, I Randy might not give a shit enough for him to really experiment, but he's gonna get better than what he is right now, and he's pretty good right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that's. I think it took uh, this match ended. I think it took two. Six one nines? Two of them, yep. Did he count one? Nah. He almost had three landing on him, I want to say, but he counted one. Two, two six one nines, which again, like, really puts Randy on that level. Like, like if you want to beat Randy, you, you got to be at your best. Yeah, you got to finish. You got to execute all your moves, all your moves, sis. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I think, I don't think this is the debut. After that match, we get uh, a little... Backstage promo Some overseas nigga called Yeah we get some overseas shit But we also get A Backstage promo With Palmer Cannon mm-hmm. A.K.A. PC Which Them niggas like Boy when I tell you When WWE trying to do these jokes These niggas are not subtle <laughs> Like alright man We get it Cause I think I think I think UPN was on cable Definitely, it was. Yeah, I, I think I think that it was on cable, so they had to abide by certain rules and regulations that they didn't have to do on Raw. Mm-hmm. So I think this was them trying to take a shot at niggas coming in and making them change certain aspects of certain characters and stuff like that. Jack Sparrow. After that, we get we actually get a bunch of promos. We get that, and then we get a teaser promo that the Miz is coming. Damn. Yeah, that is. I missed some shit. You might have, cause I think, cause they was well, was it a all oh, the promo video when he was doing all that extra stuff? Yeah, when, when he was when he was in in Titan Towers, like just walking through and talking to folks. Yeah. Oh, so he wasn't he wasn't there yet. No, he was. Uh, this is after uh, the Million Dollar Tough Enough. So I think. He didn't win it, but he had came in second place, and they had really kind of liked him. Like, and he, even then, when he, when he comes into the cup, when he makes his like full on-screen debut, it's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not in a wrestling aspect. It's more of a, like he's a personality. He that's what definitely because he's man. on. Um, I think he was hosting the diva. I think he hosted the diva search his first two years, <laughs> and then him and Morrison tag. He's him and Morrison team. Well, not Morrison. Him and Nitro team though. Johnny Nitro. Yeah, man. That that. <laughs> <laughs> it just. 
his first his first little bit in the company is still weird because you can tell like he was really nervous when he would get on the mic for real like he would mess up over his words and I think he was um he got out there one time. He was uh, during the deal He was supposed to give like a phone number. He like he legit forgot it on air. Oh, so, so he was just kind of fumbling around trying to figure out like like what he's supposed to come up with. Man's excited, bro. Excited and nervous, just one man. But just it's cool seeing the growth of the Miz. Cause like like we all with LeBron, like be like having watched basketball to, to see LeBron go from like. Oh, oh, just a, that's a uh, eighteen year old, seventeen year old rookie, to him being where he is now. What he's like nineteen years in, eighteen years in, nineteen. He thirty seven now. So yeah, like just, just having something like that in wrestling with the Miz, seeing him go from the the nigga that was bumbling around on TV, like kind of corny, to being you know one of the key pieces in WWE now. Just kind of cool. yeah. Who was we at at the um well the promo? Did I miss the promo? Mm, I don't think so. I just know William Wrinkle and Jack Sparrow end up <laughs> meeting up in the back. Oh, but before we get to that, Taz said someone uh when they when they cut back to the commentators table, Taz makes a comment. He was like, Yeah, I, I really like this Miz guy. He's my type of guy. So I remember that, so that's why I thought he was already on roster. And I was like, oh, he's, he's your type of guy. So that means he's so that definitely means he's a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> what did Taz speaking on? Yeah, man. And but, yo, we got we got a dickhead out of Miz, bro. Yeah. It was a fun like you said, bro. You said the key word, personality, bro. He was a perfect personality. That yeah, was man. Uh, that we didn't know. Before we get to the Paul Burchill, uh William Regal thing. We actually get a backstage interview with Ray, and oh, you know oh. we see. Well, well, actually, no one. The woman that's interviewing Ray is it, she's actually kind of embarrassed because I was the interviewer taller than Ray. Oh yeah, and he's bro. champion. That's the first thing I seen. I like. Also, uh, Dominic makes an appearance with a nasty mullet. Him and his sister won it. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was Dominic and Aaliyah, which is just crazy. Like. Them niggas was just on on raw, bro. Like, yeah. Like them like seeing seeing them niggas all growing up is still just like weird. To me. I'm still tripping off. I'm just found out recently. I think I wanted to find. Out, I found out a few months ago that Dominic was actually like out there. I was like, hey, he's, he's, Dominic, he's, 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 he's he's like he's. I I haven't watched the, the product in a while, but from the last time I saw his one of his matches, he's he's actually pretty good. Hmm. But yeah, man, we get the. We, we get the knockoff Pirates of the Caribbean, little knockoff Jack Sparrow, Paul Burchill. Paul Burchill was funny. And man, he he's doing such a shitty impersonation of a Jack Sparrow dog. Like you could tell, like this is a nigga whose only experience with this character is watching trailers. You know, bro, you remember watching Dodgeball? Yeah, you know the little pirate they had on there. That was the energy he was giving me. <laughs> the nigga with the gold teeth and the eye patch, like the my nigga, you are not a fucking pirate, bro. bro you're not a fucking pirate, bro. Shit, William, William Regal wanted to beat it out of. It's actually funny, man. Like I, I, I love William Regal, and I yeah. used to, not, I used to not like William Regal until I started playing like SmackDown versus Raw. That's he what had I had. He had a, a storyline with him and Eugene, <laughs> and you know, just, just, I think. 
his move set and his finishing move, which was like bringing like the the brass knuckles and shit, just watching him like punch niggas in the face with brass mm-hmm. knuckles, that, that just made me a big fan. That's that's why I hated him. But he was man, I remember he was so good. I remember on one SmackDown, he was like a ninety two. I want to say he you know get like a, a high overall, I th- bro. I think that might have been um, that might have been when he was GM. Cause like when he was GM, he was on some like Mad King shit. Like he would he would walk out in the middle of niggas matches and like no he, he, no he would get on the, he would get on the mic until until like the the operation shit. Yeah, I don't want to watch it no more. Like turn off the lights and like they would cut all the lights off in the arena for her. and like he would just walk back to the back like uh oh, oh okay I didn't even know that yeah man that that. Uh, yeah, William, William Regal one of the ones. I think he recently got let go though. But yeah, William Regal he, he definitely one of the ones. But with that being said, nothing really in this match that really happened all that much. Uh, the one standout thing is the standing Spanish fly is well. The standing Spanish fly. I I, I hate that move so much. What's that? Who? Whose move was it? It was Paul Burch's move. Yeah. I, well, like you get him in the STO position and like you. You supposed to be able to like just hit a, a standing backflip, and it's it's one of the moves where it's like you have to suspend your disbelief so much to the point where I right, man, this shit is just stupid. It's like it's it's like that with the standing Spanish fly, the Canadian destroyer. Although I used to love the Canadian destroyer, like but nobody's doing this shit. Yeah, I ain't gonna cap, bro. I put in my notes. Jack Sparrow finishes slick hard as hell. <laughs> <laughs> In in the game It's hard But watching it Like bro Executed perfectly bro Watching it Is crazy But Watching it in the game Is hard But seeing it in real life Is like Alright man It's this Nobody's really doing this shit Yeah I don't know what I don't remember how I look But I know William Ringo That nigga got nasty Spine buster bro Like it was powerful bro I thought it was I thought it was a finishing move How he had did that junk yeah, man, and uh, Paul. Oh, we, we need to talk about his interest, though. Who's Paul Burgess' interest? Oh, no, we did not. Him coming from, I guess, like, was it beside the fist or was it behind the fist? Side, I want to say. Him coming beside the fist with the, the rope and just kind of swinging down. It's a hard entrance. Just not if, like, your character's a pirate and Jack Sparrow. Your niggas bringing a sword to the ring, like, arc. Like, Niggas want to be Tiger Alley Singh So (laughs) At least with Tiger Like at least He was actually Hitting niggas With the sword Yeah for real bro At least he was actually Hitting niggas with the sword Hitting niggas with the Butt of the sword or something You ain't got to kill him Like not pistol whipping Just hit him with the Edge of the sword But We get another Wrestlemania rematch We get an announcement That tonight's main event Is gonna be Mark Henry Versus actually no, excuse me. That was the was the rematch that I was talking about at the start of the show with uh, them announcing that they was gonna run back a Nash match. Yeah, it was Mark Henry and Undertaker. Cause I ain't making no, you know, I ain't even gonna lie to you. I didn't watch that match at Mania. Even I had watched it before, but even even with this rematch, with this rewatch, I wasn't gonna watch that match again. Cause I just. I just, I'm just not a fan of. I'm not a fan of the the, the big niggas wrestling and shit. Well, and I knew that, so I went ahead and fucking watched it, and nothing happened. You didn't miss anything. So exactly, I know. So <laughs> we get another announcement that that's the main event for the night. Uh, just a regular match this time. Uh, the Undertaker versus Mark Henry without the, the Three Six Mafia theme. So that that should tell you all you need to know about that. 
But we also get a trailer for WrestleMania 23. Mm-hmm. And next year's Mania is going to be at, it was going to be in Detroit, which is, if I remember correctly, man, that's what, it's either the first or the third Mania was at, was in Detroit. So I think this is their first time going back with Mania. So niggas ready. Exactly. And it's one of them crowds you were talking about. What, Detroit? Mm, I thought you said it was one of them crowds. I said Chicago. Oh, that was in Chicago. But we said somebody else was like Chicago. Chicago, um, Chicago, anywhere in Canada, Philadelphia, and damn, what the fuck else would we say? Somewhere be in Texas, maybe. It might have been in Texas or California, one of them two. Yeah, but I got you. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was California. But uh, before that match, we get a backstage segment uh, with just niggas chilling in the locker room, and we get a, a, a the most important announcement of the night: the King of the Ring is back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I picked up. That's what I was kept thinking about. I like. I'm so ready to see one. King of the Ring is back, man, and. That segment in itself is actually funny because like, oh, all the niggas was back there wanting all the niggas was back there just getting ready. But me, <laughs> but Randy or after his loss, he Randy or after he after after he lost his match against Ray, he just taking off his wrist tape. He trying to get he trying to get his regular clothes back on. And I think Teddy Long announces that he that he's going to have the first match of the tournament. Mm-hmm. And you you can hear Kurt Angle in the back. <laughs> Your party. <laughs> Your butt is mine, Horton. Man, you see, man. <laughs> Bro, him come, like, he, you, you, I don't think you ever see Kurt Angle on screen. You though. didn't. You don't see him on screen, but as soon as they announced that, that Randy is going to have the first match of the King of the Ring tournament, you just hear this nigga screaming off screen. The, he's, screaming, he's screaming the Booker T shit. I'm coming for you, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Man, my nigga just trying to chill. And I don't know why you saying this ain't per angle yet, bro. So what is this crackhead angle, bro? Who is he? Cause that boy energy uh, was matched. I think Kurt, Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle left maybe like what middle of 2007. So this this might be Perk Angle. As a matter of fact, I think we are in the Perk Angle era. Cause I know when ECW comes back, he's one of the one of the main niggas in ECW. So I think I think we are in Perk Angle era. Yeah, bro, that boy has some energy, y'all. But yeah, man, we, we finally get to the match with Mark Henry and Undertaker. Mark Henry comes out with this garbage ass, generic ass rock, and that, like I'm already having to dread this because I can't skip this match like I did at Mania, and mm-hmm. I'm 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 dreading it the whole way. I'm hating one having to watch this match. Mark Henry coming out with this generic music with the Kale Mitchell braids. Like I'm, I'm just not into it at all. <laughs> you can't get mad, at him, bro. His style just ain't up to par yet, bro. I, and this thing, bro, I don't, I don't know what it is about Mark Henry. Like it's just, I never been a fan of Mark. Just Henry. a big sloppy nigga, bro. And and I was like, bro, he just... wasn't even sloppy. It was just like, fam, like this, this nigga's move is slam. Punch, scream, that's it. Raw and sweat. <laughs> Shake your dreads every now and then with braids. Just coming out there looking sweaty as hell. Like, bro, I, I don't want to watch these niggas' matches, bro. Well, one thing that, that I ain't gonna say caught me off guard, but just let me know what type of time we in. Seeing Undertaker on just weekly TV. Yeah. With that interest, just on weekly TV. Like, that lets you know that we are definitely, like, 
a decade or two in the past. Because, yeah, you know, that boy don't make them appearance like that no more. <laughs> Bruh, we went from getting Undertaker on weekly TV to seeing him, like, every other month to seeing him once a year. No, to see him twice a year. Because I think he would always kind of show up at, at Mania and Survivor Series to seeing this nigga once a year. Yeah. So seeing him on weekly TV is, is going to be a pleasure because, like I said, this is peak Undertaker. So, you know, we, we you know, we'll, we'll, I ain't going to say... We gonna get some. Well, actually, we all gonna get some classics, classics out of him. But yeah, man. Again, nothing interesting happens in this match, fam. Except what? the music goes off during the match, and who else but the fucking great colleague? Oh yeah, comes out. popping up. Great colleague. With Davari, which I completely blanked out on, cause I just completely forgot that Davari was ever paired up with the Great Khali. I didn't see that shit coming. I'm I'm just thinking about I'm thinking about really the first time I seen him, bro. And then I remember seeing it as a kid, bro. I was like, who the fuck is it? Another big nigga? Like another that's monster? The cra- that's the crazy thing. Like I don't I don't remember them at all debuting Great Khali and Umaga in the same week. I didn't I didn't remember that. I just remember seeing Greg Khali coming to beat the hell out of everybody. But the main question I had, like, as soon as he popped up on the screen and knowing what time it was, because they they didn't bring him in to just be the big nigga. Like, they brought him in to hold a couple titles. I, the first thing that came to my mind was, how in the hell is Undertaker going to carry Mark Henry and the Greg Khali to good, decent matches? Because although I believe that Undertaker can do it, I just don't see how. Because... This ain't young Kali. Like his his move set is already limited. Mm-hmm. And Mark Henry, he's already shown us like kind of you know it is what it is with him. So I just want to see how Undertaker kind of moves around this shit. Shit, that's what we gonna do too, man. Cause that nigga come out there and just slap the hell out you. You know that's that's his thing. Um, but I want to go back to the match right quick <laughs> and speak on Mark Henry. <laughs> and them fat ass Uggs he was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> that boy was moving around the motherfuckers, dog. That's one of the main things I used to hate about Mark Henry. Like, bro, get some real fucking boots, you feel me? But look, that's not. I'm not even gonna put all it on him. Undertaker, Undertaker had on the Balenciaga cross that Kanye be wearing on all the time. <laughs> so I'm like, these niggas shoe game going crazy. Uh, I, I, I can't remember. Did he have on pants or was he wearing like the full like one body suit? The one uh, he was wearing the full one body suit. I think. All right, so yeah, this, this, yeah, that's. I, that's my favorite behind ABA Taker. This is my favorite Taker because like, yeah, my nigga could move, dog. I'm talking about bro. What did he? Who? I think the Greg Khali had took the turnbuckle thing off. Bro, Greg Khali, he with one hand he snatched the turnbuckle the turnbuckle pad off and started thumping that nigga head, bro. Bro, started beating that nigga head into the corner. And I'm like, oh. Okay, like this was I said, bro. Monday was just another nigga. So y'all, y'all cleaning the house. That was y'all came to do, bro. Monday we already had Umaga putting Ric Flair in a pack. Now we got Kali packing both of these niggas. You feel me, bro? Like I'm SmackDown Raw got something going on. They trying to get rid of some niggas. So even though I ain't agree with the choice of like debuting two like super heavyweights back to back, because I'm like, okay, like this. 
you showing us your cars like this 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 what you kind of want going forward I, you know and of course like like i've said a thousand times before I, i'm not a, the biggest fan of the big nigga wrestlers just but do you yeah, like the chop do you like the chop though bro do you like the chop that the great kind yeah of like the chop is cool like the 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 vice grip is cool mm-hmm. but when them your only fucking moves this shit gets old like it's cool when B Show does the quiet crowd and slaps you in your chest. It's cool when he does it, cause he doesn't do it a lot. He might do it every match, but he's not doing that shit like six, seven times in a match. You right, Kali? He just like fucking um, um, Ric Flair, just slaps and chops. That's it. Yeah, just big Ric Flair, big strong Ric Flair. But so, yeah, that they, I think that's the only downside of this whole episode of SmackDown and. That's pretty much the end of that episode of SmackDown. How you feel about the episode as a whole? Like I said, it was another good episode. I didn't expect. I, I didn't get too much. It didn't like make me go crazy, but I wasn't bored. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna have to say the opposite. Like this episode of SmackDown gave me high hopes of what, of, of what I've been. Well, not high hopes of what I've been missing out on, but it gave me high hopes of what's gonna happen going forward. I feel like it's just supposed to went like that. Like you, like you, you made it clear for me that you made it clear in my eyes that if I wanted to watch some wrestling, SmackDown way to go. And I seen a lot of wrestling. That was besides the main event. You know what I'm saying? And even though my fav- some most of my favorites are on Raw, I think I'll probably enjoy SmackDown a lot better because the wrestling is like better. I think we fresh off, not fresh off of, but we like a year or two removed from like the whole SmackDown Six era where like. They were pumping out classics on SmackDown. Word. Yeah, so I think we like a year removed from that. So we might be out of that era, but it's still going to be some quality wrestling to be had. So. <sighs> Episode two. Episode two. How you feel about it? Pretty good, bro. We got into some real detailed shit, man. You know, we stayed on topic and we actually talked about what exactly. we were talking about. Exactly. Stayed on topic this time, man. You know. So, look. We gave y'all the first episode, you know, the introduction, and, you know, we kind of off the rails, but we still there on there. And then the second episode, you know, a bit more informative and trying to stay on text. But that third episode, I'm getting comfortable, bro. I feel like I can do third both. Episode, I man, think I can we, do both we, of them now, bro. We, we feel like we've been doing this shit for like four years at this point. Yeah, bro. So I'm finna come talk to y'all like I know all of y'all personally for real, for real. <laughs> and I'm finna talk to y'all, say some dumb shit. Yeah, man. Second episode of the Hell Going On podcast, man. This has been fun. We've been a little long, but hopefully y'all like enjoy these long episodes because I don't think you can get. I think the the hour and some change we gave the first episode was just a good introduction because I don't think we went into too much detail. So with the amount of time we've given this episode, I feel like you know we kind of hit the mark of exactly what all we need to cover. Yeah. So and on top of that, like you know, this is an anomaly because I think the only time we'll go this long is when we have a pay per view because we got to cover three episodes instead of just two. Yeah. Facts. 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 Just talk about that. So yeah, man. Just. Just bear with us. We 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 gonna get it under control. We we still live from the janky ass. Live from the living room. Live from the living room. Live from the living room, man. We trying to find a, a actual studio to record in. So uh, if anybody knows how to you know set any of that shit up, please don't hesitate to hit us up, man. But that's the second episode. Yeah, we, man. Like like we said, bro, we really enjoy doing this shit. I really enjoy doing this shit, and yeah, I see I it too. On, yeah. I can see it on Zell Face that he enjoys doing this shit too. So, 
Uh, this episode will probably be out what Friday. Yeah, 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 Friday. Cause I know as soon as we wrap, I'm gonna start like editing the shit, <laughs> and I'm gonna go smoke some weed and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, kids don't. Well, I ain't gonna say don't do drugs. Please, please do drugs. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Until you're of age, talk to your legal guardian or parental advisor before you do anything. Nah, man. <laughs> Anyway, my nigga, <laughs> this has been the second episode of the Hell Going On Podcast. I'm straight. And it's WAP. And we really do appreciate y'all for listening, man. Uh, make sure y'all go check us out. Well, podcast is available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. Spotify. We're trying to get it on Audio Mac. Anywhere where you can listen to podcasts, you will see the Hell Going On Podcast. So follow, like, share. Click, play, all that good shit, yeah, man. man. Keep showing that love that y'all been doing, man. Keep showing that love to us, man. We're going to keep showing that love to y'all, bro. Show a friend, tell a friend. Holler at us, bro. Talk Suplex a friend, whatever you, whatever you got to do. Put your friend in the mask lock. Cause remember episode one. Go put your friend in the mask lock just to rekindle some old, some old fun times when you try to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. It's been the second episode here going on podcast. And we out. Peace. All my life I had to grind, slime, slime.